0: Right, sons. You're now listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast on the No One Is Listening podcast network. Punch it, Chewie. What have we here? Hello there, morning, Senator. Greetings, my son. We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the beginning. <laughs>
1: Really about this. So, who talks first? You talk, talk first, I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect.
0: So, this is where the fun begins. Ha ha ha
2: ha
0: What are you talking about? This
2: is madness!
3: You got What did Lisa say?
0: Find the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends!
2: Hey, what's happening boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinin, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends show on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network and joining me on this wonderful winter evening
1: are my very good Star Wars friends. This is Josh and I have to say guys, you did a pretty good job the last couple weeks without me for a bunch of regs. <laughs> wow!
3: Wow! intro.
2: <laughs> wow, Love it! <laughs>
3: Uh, this is Justin, and uh, my new Twitter handle is about to be Toy Fair Got Me Broke. <laughs> <laughs>
4: For real? Yes. <laughs> uh, this is Kyle, and uh, I'm just excited to talk Clone Wars. I can't believe we
2: have more. Right. right, finally, man, wild week, guys. This has been a wild week in Star Wars. Still, is. full throttle Star Wars. We talked about this when we started our show back in the fall of 2019, and I was thinking that this was going to be like we were going to slow down a little bit, but heck no. It is nope. full throttle Star Wars, and uh, what a wild week for everything. I mean... Think about this. We have all these amazing toy reveals, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. We have, obviously, Clone Wars uh, Episode 1, Season 7, the brand new uh, animation out there now. We have Project Luminous dropping on this upcoming Monday. So this show this show is going to come out Sunday. Um, what, Sunday, February, I don't know, 23rd? And Project Luminous is supposed to be announced on... February 23rd, so, or what, no, I'm sorry, 24th. I'm getting my days all mixed up. Um, So it's an exciting time for all uh, parts of fandom, the comic fans, we got Rise of Kylo Ren, book three that came out. I just picked it up today. I was a little late on picking up my file, but I'm not excited to read it. If, if you guys have listened to <laughs> my <laughs> takes on this. Not a hot take this. from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I actually forgot it in my car <laughs> when I came in today, so that's how much I care about this book. Um, but there are, there's literally anything and everything you can want in Star Wars, and this is amazing because – Just reading through the Star Wars Friends text thread, we're all sending each other all different types of things that have been released in just this last week alone. Uh, People are sharing a lot of really cool things with us on social media, so thank you. Uh, Big thanks to this huge like huge rise in followers that we've had on the Star Wars Friends this week. Yeah. Over um, 100 from just a week ago. Way over 100. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. Thank you to everyone that's joined up the Star- with a Star Wars Friends social media. You are now an official Star Wars Friend. So if you haven't already, hit us up at SW Friends Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We want to hear from you. So with that, let's dive in real quick. We got a lot to talk about this episode. Um, there's a lot of stuff that just dropped today. Saturday, February 22nd. Um, So with that, uh, Hasbro, we know for a long time, Hasbro's been doing the Star Wars toys. They've been doing Disney toys. And we found out this week that Hasbro, and I've been speculating this for a while, they re-signed their toy contract with Marvel and Star Wars. They basically with Disney, with Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, So Hasbro now retains the rights for the foreseeable future on over 8,000 characters, You know, um, per their press release, 8,000 characters, including Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Black Panther, but no Constable Zuvio. Bro, you're not going to put that in the press release? Come on now. He's on the list. He's he's number like 999. (laughs) He's in the fine print. He's in the fine print that no one reads. But they do go on to talk about the Star Wars license agreement, including the rights to toys and games based on entertainment like Star Wars The Clone Wars. Awesome. Interesting. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. a interesting that that is the first thing that they put in their press release about star Wars is the They've clone wars point of
4: mentioning it. Yeah.
2: I love that. And yeah. it raises some questions and the Mandalorian incorporating fan favorite characters, such as the child from the Mandalorian affectionately known as baby Yoda. Now the agreements are multi-year agreements and then the press release goes on and on and on. Um, here's the thing, guys, I, I, I've also been very vocal about my displeasure with Hasbro's distribution. I think it's Mm -hmm. poor at best, and I think it's just continually gotten worse over the years. We've talked a lot about the products that are available. Um, My biggest fear after reading this press release is that I think Hasbro has lost focus of who is still buying these toys because I'm not claiming that I know a lot of young people, but I do, I do have nieces and nephews and they buy toys, um, but they don't buy Star Wars toys. They're not running out to get the galaxy adventures molds. They're not going out to get the record your own voice lightsabers. It's people like us. And I'm not, I don't want to just generalize, but it's definitely people in their late twenties, thirties, forties, even fifties that are collecting these toys. Um, and so with, with a lack of focus on the vintage collection line and kind of, some interesting Black Series releases. I, I'm kind of skeptical that they're going to have the distribution and the creativity to give us what we want. I mean, Justin, you just picked up an incredible vintage collection figure uh, from, I mean, what year was that? What year did that come out? It had to be 2010. Probably
3: 2010 to 12, somewhere in there. Yeah, I picked up the Shea Vizla EU 3.75 inch. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful card back. Yes, yeah. It's, they've... I think Hasbro's put a lot of time into... uh, Certainly, we see some vehicles coming out for 3.75-inch. We see characters coming out for 3.75-inch. But we also see the same characters over and over again. I mean, Mm -hmm. we keep reissue. There's like a Luke in every reissue. And there's so many other characters... Uh, in the Star Wars unif- universe to go to. Amana Man. I mean, you can go to any one so of many. the characters on Java's Sail Barge, which we have gotten a little bit of those guys. Um, you know, Empire Strikes Back. There's a ton of characters, a row Hood, maybe. Oh, please. Uh, Why did I mean, he not win the fan with the vote? Com Tono? He's yeah, nice. we got a name for that thing now. So How- I, I think they've 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 put some time in, in getting some new characters out there, some new figures out there, but it's not, I think, to the extent that some of those vintage collectors would like. I you know, you go into a, to a store and I said this last week, it was nice to see actual vintage collection figures right. on the rack, but it was all the same ones. And there was yes. like 10 of each one. so, um, you know, the, the Leia, the shadow trooper, the Jawa oh, yeah. um, Lando, uh, I, you know, it, it's nice to see them full uh, versus the barren pegs that we've seen since, you know, toys R us kind of went and, you know, they hadn't put a ton out, but it, it'd be nice to have a little bit more diversity with the characters.
2: Well, I will say uh, on a positive note, is that they Hasbro has done a lot with their new sculpts. They have this new technology that gives them the realistic sculpts, the realistic painting. That's very impressive. I've definitely picked up a number of figures since they switched up that technology. But one thing that hurts them is the price point. You mentioned vehicles, Justin. Um, Every time they release a vehicle, they just sit on the shelves and then I pick them up when they get heavily discounted. And I've just so happened to be featured on Yak Face. I don't know how many times, uh, I I can't even count how many times Yak Face has reposted Posted my, I found Kylo Ren's tie inner, you know tie infiltrator or whatever it's silencer, sorry silencer for like eight bucks at Walmart. Or um, yeah. I forget some of the other vehicles I've purchased for like hefty discounts. Um, they end up at Ollie's. They end up at Five Below. Yeah. They end up at uh, like. Did you guys know that they had Tally's A Wing at Five Below for like months? And that's a that's a vehicle that sold for like sixty dollars when it got yeah, released. The, the battle
3: tank, the the hover tank
2: from. Um Rogue Rogue 1 is yes. there too.
4: Yes. Well, you know, I I'm not shocked that they got this license renewed, but it it does worry me a little bit that they have no incentive to correct any of these problems. You know, when they even when there is a a figure I'm interested in, there's no discernible release date. I can't right. ever find it in a store. I uh, you know, it, my best bet is to pre-order everything online, which as someone who's collected things for some time, that that takes some of the fun out of it for me Agreed. i like to, to go to the stores and find it on the shelf and have it in my hands and take it home with me and it's yes more satisfying and uh, i'm not saying you can't ever get anything you want but it's harder and harder and harder to do that and even when we do get a a hard release date like um may the 4th or force fridays or mm-hmm. you know they've bumbled those recently too and, right um, that, those are the things I'd like to see change. I, I want a hard release date. I want to be able to find the new figures in a store. Not right. saying I want there to be so many that they're collecting dust, but as people who are looking for these things, we should be able to find them.
1: Agree. Agree. I, I don't think it's just Hasbro, though. I think it's like, I've when When looking for wrestling figures over the years from Mattel, like I can't find any of there's like store specific exclusives I can't find there's um you go to the store and it's you know it's the same like five mid card wrestlers that no one cares about. You can never get anyone who's seen any spotlight yeah like and but it like is this is this because of the death of the toy store like so they only send like a certain number of to like these big box stores that sell everything else, like, was selection as someone who's only been collecting for a little bit, like when Toys R Us and KB Toys and those kind of places existed, was it easier to find a better selection of things because of those stores, or is it was it like that back then too? I some things
3: yes, some things no. For me, and I've been collecting for like at least action figures for a long time. Um, for me, it's it's a little disheartening to pre-order something directly from hasbro on their site and they go release date will be 227 or april right yeah but yet i see people posting pictures that they're already picking these up in (laughs) stores (laughs) off the shelf at meyer or walmart or target and there, there's multiple people. It's not just a myth, right? They're taking a that's picture right. in the there location is no on the shelf. Date. So, that's yeah. So, problem. for me, it's disheartening to go, why am I pre ordering this right. that you're going to send me in April? But people are finding it on the shelf now in February right. and getting it before I even get mine. No rhyme or and so reason? For, no. So, for me, that's a little yeah. disheartening. If I'm Hasbro and I am the manufacturer of the toy, please take care of the pre orders first. Once those are done, Agreed. push to the retailers because I, I I jumped on the date that you issued it, right? You opened the pre-order today for a lot of the stuff at New York Toy Fair. Yep, I jumped on it. I pre-ordered it. How much of that is going to be found in Walmart, you know, ahead of time and then clearanced because there's a bulk of them. Yeah. And then my full price pre-order comes in you know, August because I paid for it. So now I got to cancel it because I found it at Walmart on clearance or discounted 20 bucks. Do you know what I mean? So for me, that's, that's the disheartening part of collecting. Like I would much rather they take care of the pre-orders first and then push to the retailers rather than shipping and then hoping retailers don't put them on the shelf until an issue date or release date.
2: Yeah, I feel you. And and that's, you know, that's a big part of, of the issues we have with Hasbro. So let's hope, who knows, I, you know, I once again, it's just such a, a massive license that they might not have the incentive to really go all out on that. We know that they've bungled the Hasbro Pulse releases, the exclusive releases. I, hey, listen, I... I'm going to cross my fingers that everything's going to work out fine for Celebration and Celebration Exclusive. So I'm very excited for that. But uh, we clearly, all of us, agree that there are some issues in this, although they are producing. What they are producing is high-caliber product.
3: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is. The only thing I would also say is they released their pre-orders today for a lot of those ESB figures, et cetera, the vehicles, the Slave 1, the 6-inch Snow Speeder, Entertainment Earth also released the pre-orders for those same vehicles but also issued a coupon for like 15 percent off or something like that plus free shipping if you spend over a certain amount so now the figure is already less expensive (laughs) to go through entertainment earth rather than pre-ordering from hasbro and and, and to be fair
2: to be fair justin let's just give the psa be a smart consumer be a smart yes. consumer. Yes. Oh, agree. Um, you know, I, I, definitely am a thrifty consumer and I would jump on the entertainment earth, um, you know, pre-orders oh, yes. versus the Hasbro pre-orders. So yep. that's where I'm at.
1: Well, and you know, what's even better is, is, uh, I, I pre-ordered the animatronic, uh, baby Yoda nice. and, um, big bad toy store. was the cheapest place to get it because they have $4 flat rate shipping. Oh, okay. For, yeah. Uh, nice. For everything. That's so sweet. it, it, Everything was the same price. Every place that was selling it was the same price, but their shipping was like loads cheaper than everywhere else. Okay.
2: Well, let's let's shift gears a little bit. You mentioned Baby Yoda. This was a big week for um, toy releases. Justin, you mentioned Toy Fair. And, you know, even on StarWars.com, they had a lot of uh, New York Toy Fair reveals. Now, if you guys are unfamiliar with what Toy Fair is, it's basically where all the toy makers, distributors, licensees go and they display all their products. And obviously, Star Wars being a massive license, there was a lot of products. So what's the hottest thing in Star Wars, guys? What is the hottest thing in Star Wars today in your opinion? The child the child. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Lots Bend of child.
1: So, oh, stop this. Ray.
2: Well, I mean, you're not wrong in some circles.
3: Um, I, I don't know. Ninja Turtles are, are moving up there, dude. Some of this Nika stuff they got coming out is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Did you, you see my, the, K- uh, they got the Casey Jones. Yeah, they got they the, shredder, oh, the Jones, shredder, the super shredder. Yeah. Oh, Plus. they got the Toka and the Razor movie likeness yeah. one coming out. Yeah. Oh, it's When well, they have all
1: the turtles in time uh, figures yeah. coming out. Yeah. Too that yeah. like a game. So I, I, I have that one fourth uh, Donatello. That's it. I'm looking at him right now. He's so beautiful.
2: <laughs> they are they are really they are really nice figures. Nothing that I collect. I used to collect the old uh, Ninja
1: Turtles. Um, I had tons. Yeah, no, I heard you talking about how you sold off all your Ninja Turtles a couple years ago. And I'm like, are you just going to sell your. Are you going to trade her on us and be like, sorry, guys, I'm selling all my Star Wars stuff? So what Josh will gladly buy from you, so that's fine.
2: (laughs) What Josh is referencing (laughs) is uh, the other podcast that I am on. No one is listening. (laughs) We did a What's Your Favorite Action Figure uh, episode that you can listen to on Noel Podcast at Noel Podcast. Um, And I do drop some Star Wars uh, in there. It's one of. There's a vintage collection or they're not a vintage collection, a vintage Star Wars figure that made my top three. So go ahead and listen to that uh, podcast. But yes, I did sell all my Ninja Turtles. I... I kept one. I kept one, and it's on my top three list. So go ahead and listen to that one. Anyways, what came out <laughs> at New York Toy Fair 2020? We have a lot of Baby Yoda. That we have um, some full size standees. Those are the cardboard cutouts, the life size one, and they showed a, a ver- they showed an Ahsoka one. That's okay. I don't collect those, is but I know people life-size? who do. It is life size. It is life size. Get that impression. Um, It's 68 inches tall. I would imagine that Ahsoka is...
4: That's a a life. That's
2: a person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They have some Mandalorian playing cards. They have Chapstick. They have the... the, This is something that people have talked about for a while. The Child Build-A-Bear, which... Just, I mean, it, I think that
4: might be in stores already. I, I think, think you're I've right, Kyle.
2: It. I think you're right. Definitely, people have talked about it. Showed some t shirts from Fifth Sun and Funko, um, some children's toys from Hasbro, which I don't collect any of these. These are like the ones where the missiles are like eight inches long and like they're just super weird. Yeah. They're, they're just weird. Um, now the one reveal on starwars.com this week that got me like mmm is the children's dark saber uh okay yeah. yes it's a children's it's toy bucks. i'm buying bucks. it i'm buying it yeah. and it's going up on my shelf cuz what in the hell what what era of star wars are we living in that they made the dark saber into a toy and kids are going to buy it this is a That's beautiful
4: it it's like i just can't believe it exists right like, this is
3: a thing that How got cool.
4: made and mass produced For the public?
2: That's awesome. (laughs) So So awesome.
3: It was very interesting because I saw a video of somebody at the toy fair that posted it, and they had like a loose one sitting there, and then they had one in the box. And I don't know if it was just the lighting or what, but the one that was loose, the hilt, was almost white Mm. with gold trim down it. And it looked very odd, but the one in the box right next to it was clearly the silver color that we're used to seeing. So I'm like, why is this one different than the one that's right next to it? It's the same blade because it has like a white edge around the blade um, on the, on the, the Hasbro one, but... Uh, it was just odd. I was like, why is the hilt a different color on this one than my, not this one? Maybe my, I'm...
2: my guess is on this, it's still in prototype mode, and what they have to show at the New York uh, Toy Fair is just prototype demos of this where they build it in-house, and when it goes to the manufacturer, mm. it'll be the completed product. So that's my guess on that. Um, see if I can
3: find it. And yeah, I would
2: it. love to see it. I'd love to yeah. see it. Now, other items on here, they have the, the Troop Transport, which is based off a classic uh, Star Wars vintage Troop Transport, which is one of my favorite vehicles that I own. Um I don't know if people are actually going to buy it. It's probably going to come out with a price point of like 80 90 bucks. Um will not buy it for nope, amount of money. nope, it's a it's a weird vehicle. Now what my fiance saw on this her first response was, "Oh, they made an operation?" <laughs> it was kind of like a question <laughs> mark. And like, yeah, the Star Wars will just license anything. Okay. So the weird Mandalorian operation game. Now they do have a Galaxy of Adventures Ahsoka, which I will, pr- which I will gladly purchase. Here's my money. Um, the Lego Razor Crest, which at first glance I said I am buying this. I'm gonna get I it. Price point on Lego. I oh know. my god! And then I forget who posted the price point on it. Maybe Clayton Sandell or somebody posted the price point on it's Twitter. Like
3: 130. Or no, something,
2: right? 199 dollars for the Lego Razor Crest. So I go barf. I'm gonna Ooh. pass. I'm gonna Can't pass. Do it, Considering Chris, the- When
4: you when you go down to Disney, you got to go into the Lego store at Disney Springs. And oh, check you know out it. Some of, Oh man, yeah, There's I'll be there. Their, like, thousand fifteen hundred dollar Star Destroyer sets. Can't it's wait. It's
1: crazy. I'm gonna throw it in my luggage how? and roll. How how big is that Razor Crest?
2: It, it's probably if you're familiar with the Lego Slave One, the 20th anniversary edition, I would imagine it's probably like a thousand pieces. So, okay. um, now to give you a price point comparison, that that Lego Slave One is only about 150 bucks. So this Razor Crest is 50 dollars more expensive than that. Um, now they also have it's more expensive
1: th- than the Ahsoka bust. Like come yes, on, it yeah. is.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> and that um, thing is nice. But as we go through this on StarWars.com, I can cut it right there because it's the rest of it's all the child. You have child costumes, lipstick, whatever you could put the child on anything and people are going to be buying it now. But what I liked and what we've talked about today is the, the empire strikes back 40th anniversary um, figures. Now, they are the Black Series figures, the six inch. They are not in the the normal black boxes. These are on the heavy cards, like they did for the 40th nice. anniversary of New New Hope. Um, it is a beautiful line of figures. I am very excited to pick these up. They have uh, they have Luke Skywalker. This is Wave Two, so we did not get confirmation on Wave Two until today, which is. Um, it's Luke in the Snowspeeder gear, it's the Imperial TIE Fighter, it's R2 from the Dagobah Swamp, it's Lando Calrissian, and the uh, Rebel Soldier, which is, in my opinion, a very boring figure, but I, whatever, if you're into that, you're into that. I think those figures look incredible. I can't wait to pick those up. Uh, we already got the first wave of Empire Strike Back six inch um, heavy card figures out and uh, out and about. Although I heavily dispute the validity of that, uh, but that's for another day to go over. Another awesome thing you released
4: skipped over R two, and I think R two. No, So, oh, you?
2: No, of course not. I would never skip over R two. He's my, he's my buddy. Sorry, I'm looking at these online while you're talking about it too. That's my, that's my favorite one. Yeah, well, I collect Tie Fighters and I collect Tie Fighter pilots, so of course I got to pick up the Tie Fighter pilot. But that that R two is really nice. Uh, another really cool addition to the six inch sl- uh, six inch line is the uh, Snow Speeder with DAC. Oh my God, yes. we got a six inch Black Series fig uh, vehicle, which is it will go really nice next to my uh, six inch Black Series figure. Um, my first-order TIE Fighter, which is huge. Massive vehicle. Um, So that's really exciting. I I pre-ordered that. What was really weird, this is kind of under the radar, guys. I don't know if you saw this, but they are doing those weird retro um, three and three-quarter figures. Basically, a repackage of the original figures with the retro, the ugly retro sticker on them. They're doing Lando, Luke, uh, Boba Fett, Yoda, Han Solo, and Leia. I don't like these. I don't collect these. I think they're cheesy. However, I will buy the Hoth Ice planet adventure game with Luke as a snowspeeder pilot. And I'm only going to buy it because Luke comes on a card and uh, yeah. it does not have the retro sticker on it. So they ri- did
3: that with the uh, escape the death star game too, with the Tarkin. Yes. Figure. Yep. Yes. It was nice.
2: So lots of cool figures coming out. I'm very excited about that. But a couple other things came out today, which we've been freaking out about. We've been fanboying out about um, these gentle giant things statues. They have mm, released an sure. Ahsoka. Oh my goodness. It, are they gorgeous? The Ahsoka statue and the Mandalorian statue. We, we got confirmation. They're $150 and they're going to ship in fall 2020. However, we do not have pre-order information. Of course, we're going to get that on SW friends on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook once we get that information. Um, but yes, those are going to be in our collections. The Ahsoka is unbelievable. And yep. I know I missed out on the Gentle Giant Ahsoka. Uh, that yeah, flew under the radar, flew under the radar, um, sold out quick. So those are beautiful. And then the Diamond Select. Did you guys see these? The Clone Wars Diamond Select bus? They have Thrawn, mm-hmm. which is, I, yes, well, take uh, all my money. Rebels, right? I really want the Maul one. Yeah, guess, well, it's not Rebels. Like, it's it's Thrawn from Rebels, but then you have Anakin, uh, General yeah. Anakin, yes. Maul, and then Obi-Wan, General General Kenobi. Let's just call it the, the Filoni
4: Collection. The Filoni yeah, Collection. The Rebels Mall, and then the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan and Kudos. Uh, Anakin. Yeah.
2: Those yeah. are fantastic. Now, I don't have any information on price point or release on those. Um, definitely excited to see what those look like. Now, one, uh, one Instagram that I came across today that was very cool, had really great shots from Toy Fair, was uh, figureworks.co. So this is just, a uh, it's an, it's some guy in New York. Um, I'm not necessarily certain who or what this person does, but they have posted some really, really cool star Wars figure content, custom star Wars figure content, but also gave us some really high def, beautiful shots from toy fair. So follow them figureworks.co, um, for some really unique takes. All right. Anything else you guys want to cover on the toy fair releases or anything else that caught your eye? Maybe the Darth Revan, uh, Force Effects lightsaber, the Elite series, with a two hundred and fifty dollars price point. Uh, I'm gonna pass. As much as I love Revan, yeah. um, but that's a really hefty price point. I, mean, I can't justify.
3: I, it. I, I'm really excited. My wallet's not, but I'm really excited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's heavy, man. But the, the I, bl-
4: I would just say, if you're into toys, there's so or collectibles or whatever you want to call them. There is so much stuff. You should just take a yeah. look, dig into it. If, yeah, whatever yeah. you like, there's probably something out there that has come out. Yeah. recently all
2: right well let's let's flip again let's switch gears um, we we talked about late last month late January that Disney Promised us that they were going to announce who the new director of their new cinematic series was. A lot of speculation on Ryan Johnson was going to get the confirmation. Um, a couple other names were floated around, but this was a this was out of the blue for me. I didn't even get any uh, heads up from my usual Star Wars insiders that hit me up with this information early. Lucasfilm, uh, per Variety magazine, uh, the classic Variety magazine, Lucasfilm is developing a new Star Wars feature film with slight. Writer and director J.D. Dillard and Luke Cage writer Matt Owens. I am not familiar with Slight, and I have only watched the first 15 minutes of Luke Cage. So I am not necessarily certain um, what they would do. However, they are, they would be the first time that uh, black filmmakers would be leading a, a Star Wars live-action movie. So that's really interesting. Um, and I've I just... I don't know. It still doesn't give us a time frame. It doesn't let us know in the movie or what the movie is or if it's for Disney Plus or if it's for the cinematic. Um, but as as I've talked about many times, this is just in the works. This is just in the works. Um, it's interesting that this got released to Variety magazine. That must mean that someone from Lucasfilm, I mean, it's like progressed. It's definitely contracts are signed. It's going down. But let's see. I don't know. They switched directors like I switched Donut flavors when i go to my favorite donut shop i don't know dude like they're just who knows who knows it could start out with jd dillard and end up with like uh steven ron Spielberg. howard ron howard yeah, who knows dude so who whatever but do you guys have any thoughts on this are you familiar with these these folks
1: i'm not familiar with the first one but i i can say that the the first season of luke cage is is pretty yeah. stellar where can
2: where can you watch that is that on netflix yeah, I
1: think they're still out there. Original.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else on these guys, or are you excited about this? I've never this-
4: seen Slight. Um, I, I'm with you. Luke Cage is not one of my favorite characters, but it was a well written and well executed show. Mm.
2: All right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, and, and see what yeah. happens. Maybe when we're at Celebration in August, they'll uh, they'll have something for us and talk a little bit at, at uh, Celebration. We'll see. Who knows? They better have something. <laughs> right. You're not going out there for no reason. Right. <laughs> Uh, well we, so Josh and I are actually going out some places next week. So, um, we are going to be, um, at really cool places. Sorry guys. Um, I'm going to be at galaxy's edge. Talked about it last episode and Josh, you're going to be at C2E2 in Chicago. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's gonna, correct. It's going to be yeah. sweet, man. So what we plan on doing, just giving you guys a heads up is we're going to check in once we, you know, cause we do a weekly show here at star Wars friends, uh, I'm I'm trusting that Justin and Kyle can hold down the fort and get this get get us rolling for our next Clone Wars recap episode, so that Josh and I can Skype in for a little bit and give a little rundown of Galaxy's Edge and C2E2, and maybe give some quick thoughts on uh, episode two of the Clone Wars season seven. So hopefully that'll oh. happen. Definitely looking looking forward to that. Um, I'm sure
3: it'll be chaos, but it'll be fun. <laughs> it'll be it'll be good chaos. It'll be nice. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I usually don't have Great Signal uh, in the convention hall, um, but I did at Celebration, and it's at the same place that Celebration was at. So, um, But I, I'm going to try to, and now, I, now I'm saying this, and I can't think of her name, but the author of the uh, forever stalled uh, novelization of, of Rise of Skywalker oh, Ray Carson? is going to be Ray there. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to see if I can uh, get a little word, word from her on... Uh, you know just
2: uh, yeah no yeah, 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 just just go after it, Josh, just get the meeting details, dude, um. Yeah, that yeah. would be sweet. Get her on. Uh, get a little interview going, man. There's no reason why you can't pop open your voice app and uh, ask for a quick little interview. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can't wait to hear what you see at C2E2. Give us a full report. I'll give you. I'll give all our listeners a Galaxy's Edge report. Very excited about that. Uh, another thing, real quick note. Um, I know I went on Twitter this week. If you guys follow uh, at SW Friend Show or you follow me at at known as Chris, I was like not about this Disney After Dark Star Wars night at Celebration. And I know I've talked with everyone uh, in the Star Wars uh, text thread about this. And here's the thing, man. I thought you had to buy a full Disney ticket, which is about $110 to $150. Maybe on the day that we're going to be out there, it's going to be $300. It's going to be a massive ticket. Um, I thought you had to buy that and then The after dark ticket. So when I found out the Thursday morning that the ticket was only $109 out the gate, I looked at my fiance. I said, do you want to do this? She gave me the, well, yeah, I mean, we're spending a lot of money, but. Does sound like fun, and then of course she ran out the door to go to work, and I'm like, well, I know what that means. Like, I gotta buy it now. <laughs> Sounds like a yes to me. <laughs> you know, you're throwing galactic dance party, and she's all in. Um, so this is the thing, man. I-, I bought tickets because as a Disney freak and a Star Wars freak, I couldn't imagine uh, anything more special or unique. I know the tickets are already sold out, so if you know, I, I can't tell you to go and buy them. I- I- that's not where I'm at. I'm just saying I- this is another event I'm going to report in on. Um, obviously, hopefully hanging out with a lot of star Wars friends hopefully they come to that event. And then, um, the next night at celebration, I do plan on doing a live star Wars friends podcast from Anaheim, California. That's going to be sick. I'm very excited to do that with you guys. Um, more details to come of course, but I'm very excited for Disney after dark. Um, it's going to be cool. I am not dressing up in costume though. That's the only thing I'm not going to do, but I am going to dance at the galactic dance party. Um, and last, last note here, before we before we move into the beef of this episode. Uh, yes, Kyle, I, I threw down beef because of my sultry intro to The Clone Wars last <laughs> episode. <it's> so <laughs> I like that. <man. laughs> <laughs> um, Bring I, the meat. Uh, one thing that I haven't talked about on Twitter, I've talked to a couple of, of my followers on Twitter about the books that I read. I read I read a lot of books. I read anywhere between like five and 10 books a month. Uh, but what I chose to do this year is to, if you ever looked at the, the legends Books. At the very beginning, it shows a timeline. And we had actually, Josh, you are you were kind of like the the beholder of the timeline here on this show where you'll go back and you'll set the record straight. My goal in 2020 is to go through the entire timeline of Legends. So I am I, I kind of went out of order, I gotta admit, but I I went back to Into the Void, which is the first book in the Legends timeline, and it is um, it's interesting. It's a story tens of thousands of years ahead of even Darth Bane and Darth Revan and the Old Republic. And it's um, it's an interesting book. It, it talks about the Jedi, which is not the Jedi. It's the Jedi. And it's the early precursor to what we know of the Jedi. Um, now, the does, Sith... Go ahead, Kyle. Does this story exist in a comic book? Um, I, I don't know that this specific story exists in a comic book, but they do have stories based in this era so it I'm, is
4: I've read that when you said that what was the name for Jedi? The Jedi yeah I've read yeah. that before and I've read something that predates the Jedi it was a yeah. graphic novel though a trade paperback whatever you want to call that well
2: it, it,
1: I'll it, have it, to look up that yeah no it's de- that definitely yes. exists uh, yeah I don't know if it's the same story but there's definitely uh, there's definitely a series that's like a like way before oh, yeah. everything here's how the f- the it started Dude, as kind you can of thing. see
4: I am also able to read <laughs>
1: No, listen, it's Especially uh, if there's pictures. <laughs> it's a it's a
2: really good book. It's not my favorite Star Wars Legends book, but it's it's really unique if you're a diehard Star Wars fan. Now if you like the movies, you like Rebels, you like Clone Wars, this might not be the best book for you to jump into. Um, it's, you're not going to recognize a single character. There's no lightsabers. There's no Sith. The Sith is actually still just the species. They have not discovered the dark side. Um, and it follows a tandem of a brother and a sister. The sister is really hard into the force and the brother is not so much into the force. And it's the story of her trying to save him because he goes on a, on a dark path, but not necessarily the light side and the dark side that we, that we know. Um, If you're deep into force lore, it talks about the Ashla and the Bogan. So really cool stuff on that end. But uh, overall it's, it's a good book. It's a good read if you're a hardcore star Wars fan, but I plan on just having quick short book reviews on our, on our show here. As I go across the books, I'll probably read about three legends books a month. Easy. Easy, so we'll keep in we'll keep in line with the weekly
1: episodes. Kyle, the uh, the thing you were thinking of, the comic book you were thinking of, was Dawn of the Jedi.
2: Aha, that's aha. exactly right. It's got a blue cover. Okay, yeah. well let's yeah. look into that. All right, anything else you guys want to talk about from this wild wacky world of Star Wars this week?
1: The silence. I I'm good. I think it's time to get into Clone yeah. Wars. Agreed.
0: We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends.
2: Oh yeah. So we we are now listening to the Kevin Kiner composed uh, what this this composition is just the Bad Batch theme. I He's pulled underrated. it up. He should be very a name. very underrated. Now I pulled this up on Apple Music. I'm assuming that Star Wars released this on all other music channels, Spotify, Amazon, etc. Um, but it is just called the Bad Batch theme. And much like the Mandalorian, I have heard. Uh, not confirmed from Lucasfilm, but I've heard that they're going to release the themes as the season goes on, like the Mandalorian did every single episode. So hopefully That's we'll cool. have a really cool collection of Clone Wars music as time goes on. So guys, here we are. We're back. It's Clone Wars. And uh, God. wow, it feels good. It feels good. It felt like we were at so home, good. right? Like yeah, it felt right. It did. And it, it felt like it never went away. It really didn't. And I think that that goes back to what we talked on our previous episode, the hype show, is that we've watched these Clone Wars episodes so much and we've had access to them on Netflix and now Disney Plus. Some of us had Blu-rays. We just continually watched them. But here we are now, five years later, with just something something new. But it feels right. It feels normal. Yeah. Well, There's well like it's no crazy because
4: we've we've seen these episodes so many times, all the other episodes, and now this is like it's these characters and it's this setting that we know but it's new and it's like almost shocking to my system that i there is clone wars that i
2: don't know like the back of my hand already right. you know
4: what i mean mm-hmm. it's crazy it's great exciting yeah
2: it's refreshing and it is exciting you're right now kyle um you are a resident clone wars jedi master um you i have bestowed this mantle onto you because your wealth but of did knowledge the council <laughs> I feel like, well, Kanan it, and the, but the, did the, the council? It's it, my hubris has got the best of me. No, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm making no. Um, I, I uh, am
1: the senate.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: well, Kyle, you're finally smarter than Justin on oh, something.
2: Oh come on! I never
1: now. thought
4: this day would
2: come.
1: <laughs> Took him years of practice. <laughs>
2: Chewie finally oh
3: got his medal. God. Oh, no. wow. It's not oh, that God. deep, guys. It's <laughs> oh. not that deep. You're
2: going to make me cry. The only good moment in Rise of Skywalker. All right. So um, moving on.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. Cal. Okay. So let's take batch. the race over. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, so this is obviously the first episode of season seven. It's so the Bad Batch. It's written by uh, Matt McNovitz and uh, Brent Friedman. Matt is the head writer for Clone Wars Season 6 and Season 7. Uh, Brent also has tons of background in Clone Wars. They were both writing on Rebels. Uh, directed by Kyle Dunleavy. Uh, great name. Uh, he did tons of Clone Wars episodes as well. So they're bringing in these people that have been involved in the animated series in the past. Uh, it's set in 19 BBY. That's before the Battle of Yavin. and it, is the first episode in a four episode arc that originally premiered at celebration in Anaheim, 2015. So like I mentioned on our clone wars hype episode, this is one of the, the arcs that was shown previously.
2: So do you think, do you think based on what we saw, just initial thought, do you think that they're going to carry on the four episode arc or do you think they're going to condense it? I
4: do, and I think um, we'll get hmm. into this here shortly. But that cliffhanger at the end—they're setting up a, a pretty big reveal, and I don't—I don't know that they're going to yeah. be able to tie it up in in one more episode. And I saw something online about this whole season comprising of three different four-episode arcs, which would be the Bad Batch for four. It would be Ahsoka in the underworld of Coruscant. For four and then the siege of man really? so which well that was mm. would make sense. I don't know that that's confirmed, but that would make sense. Right.
2: I need yeah. I need my my one weird episode. I need that bounty hunter episode. Like, you know, let's let's keep Ahsoka in the in the underworld for three I'm, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that I'm wearing an Ahsoka t shirt. Mm-hmm. Um maybe <laughs> let's condense the bad match to three. Uh I don't know. Uh, but man, I, I just, just need a, one weird speculation. one. All speculation.
4: All speculation. And yeah, sure. you never know what a B or C storyline will be either.
1: Right. I thought Dave actually laid that out at the panel in Chicago, that it, it was three, three arcs.
4: I know those are the three that we know about, and those are the three okay. that have already been touched on and addressed. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that that's 100% confirmation that there's nothing else, yeah. but I, I, yes, these are the three that we're talking about. So,
2: okay. Well, regardless, listen, I'm going to be happy with whatever. I'm definitely going to be happy with whatever. Um I would not be upset if there was just 3 arcs and not one of the offshoot ones. I'm just my brain's going crazy right now. So go ahead, Kyle, continue <laughs> on uh, the Bad Batch episode here. Well,
4: the other thing I would say about that while we're touching on it is that because the it is a four episode arc and because it was already discussed and they showed what they had done at Celebration in 2015, There is some like potential spoilery stuff. Like there is information out there about what is more than likely going to happen that hasn't technically aired. So uh, there's like a a bit of a
2: fine line there. Once we so beware, beware, be careful with the spoilers. Uh, I you know I have I've not watched that footage. I've only watched little snippets. But I I I'm not a spoiler guy. I don't like it. So I'm going into this pretty fresh.
4: I'm I'm not either, but in 2015, for that wasn't sure. if uh, you know, for what I mean? sure. So who knew yeah. this was anyway? So if you don't know and you don't want to know, don't look too hard, or you'll find something yep. that'll spoil for you. Yeah. Um. So we're on Anaxes, which is a Core World. They're loyal to the Republic. Um. It's the there's a prominent shipyard facility there. That's why the Separatists are attacking. Um. This is the home to the Freynoks, which we see in the background when the when the clones are camped out. So they have that crash, and they fight the droids, um, and then we see them running in the background. We know these guys from Rebels. They're those creatures that couldn't go out in the light. Yes, um, They were in Season 1, Episode 7, and Episode 9 of Rebels. Um, but it was just a cool little tying it all together. And Anaxis is a planet, as we know from this episode that we just watched. But something happens between the Clone Wars and Rebels. Nobody knows what. It's not even on the internet. doesn't even know what because I looked it up. Um, but when we meet the Phrynox and Rebels, they exist on an asteroid belt. And sometime between Clone Wars and Rebels, Axis, they just call it a catac- an unknown cataclysmic event. But the planet hmm. basically blows up and becomes an asteroid belt. Yep. Um, That's an
2: awesome tidbit. That is could an it awesome has been tidbit.
4: destroyed by the Death Star in some way? Okay. Who kn- who knows? Because mm-hmm. obviously they said Jeddah um, in Rogue One. They they covered that up as being a quote mining accident. Right. Um, of course. This is a theory I am developing on the air right now as we speak. A but lot what of if That planet was Hot blown take. up by the Death Star in some kind of like.
2: Hmm. Who
4: knows? Uh, if it was a test or if they did it for some reason and then covered it up and people who knows could have been a yeah. natural event. Yeah. Who I don't know, but throwing it out there. Josh, were you gonna say something?
1: I was just gonna say something shitty. I I let don't. it go. What are you gonna talk shit about, Jetta? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was just no. I was gonna say. Oh, those aren't Minox We eat a lot of French fries, or <sighs> no? And I, I might be
4: I might be saying it wrong too. It could be Firnox, uh, Firenox, fyr, F-Y-R-N-O-C-K-S.
2: Right. Oh no, no, yeah. Um, I don't
1: know if you're saying it wrong or not. I just. Well, I've actually yeah, dropped drop that humor came in. I'm not. Oh, God. It, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's like a fire,
2: uh, a fear knock, uh, whatever, man. We'll consult Wikipedia and see what the actual thing is. They are Someone scary does. looking creatures. That's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're scary.
4: And Ezra can make them help him because he can, force talk to animals. So, um, there are three characters that were not main characters in this episode, but I do want to touch on them because they had bigger parts in. Uh, Clone Wars at large. So uh, Clone99, he is not in this episode, but he is the namesake for the Bad Batch. Um, And Rex has a little quote about that that's in my notes later. But uh, he's in two episodes of Clone Wars, Season 3, Episode 1 and 2. That's Clone Cadets and ARC Troopers. And I mentioned this on our last episode too. This is annoying because these two episodes take place in chronologically a long time apart a lot of things happen in between including the death of heavy which is they discuss but these episodes happen back to back it's annoying mm. if if the mm. if they was released chronologically it would make a lot more sense but mm. um clone 99 he uh he's a defective clone he's kind of um he's physically incapable he's a little bit deformed kind of and not to be rude but He just is, but he helps the domino squad, which is heavy, cut up droid bait, fives and echo, um, graduate from the clone training center where they basically learn how to be troopers right after they come of age and, um, they're trained basically. Um, so he has this speech with heavy, uh, they basically are failing out. They can't pass this obstacle course, the Citadel thing. They're supposed to storm. Uh, they get one more chance or they're going to get sent to maintenance, which is. For clones who are bred to be soldiers and bred to fight in a war, that's basically a death sentence. You know, it goes against their DNA to go do those things. And that's kind of what we learn about 99 and why he's a little bit sad. But So 99 says to Heavy, uh, you're always trying to be the anchor Heavy, you know, do it on your own. Well, maybe you should embrace the fact that you have a team. See, I never had that. But you need them and they need you why carry such a heavy burden on your own when you have brothers on your side heavy he says to him heavy stop calling me that we're just numbers 99 just numbered mm. not to me to me you've always had a name yes and this is a big thing and this is a recurring theme throughout clone wars and and the how the clones are not droids that's the difference These right people and they're humanizing them Um, yeah, that's exactly right. And he learns how, and then, you know, heavy takes this, he, he brings the group together, domino squad. They end up passing of course. And after that, uh, heavy gives 99, his medal that they get when they graduate from, yeah, it's awesome, which is a nice Mm little moment. Um, and then in the next episode, which is actually like a year later, even though it's the next episode, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> uh, Fives and Echo are back on Camino because there's going to be an attack from the Separatists, um, and they're coming back to defend it. Uh, they run into 99 again, where he asks about Heavy, uh, and, he's, and they're surprised that not only do they remember him, but he remembers Heavy, and he tells them, oh, yeah. I remember all of my brothers. And this is all throughout Clone Wars. They call each other brothers, but... Um, that that's touching, and that's big because he sees all these clones come through, and he remembers every single one of them.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Um. So he helps defend Camino, even though he's not a warrior. He's a maintenance clone. Um. Uh, he helps defend their home against the separatist separatist attack, and um. He he was really feeling it because he's never gotten to be in battle, even though that's what he was bred for. And he dies, unfortunately, trying to help. The ARC troopers the protect the basically the baby clones. The cadets, a, the trainees. He does such
2: a great job, yeah. man. That is just such a that's a it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, a very emotional episode. He does lit. everything he's, he can.
4: Yeah, he's running to to get more grenades for them or whatever, and yeah. he's getting shot in the back. And he says, "I'm a soldier like you. This is what I bred, what I was bred for." And he he dies there in the crazy in the firefight. What do you got, Chuck?
1: And it's, it's, it's stories like storylines, like 99 that it's, I, I just, when I see people online, and I don't think there were very many, but we saw a couple of people online who were like, Oh, this episode yeah. was really clone heavy. That's kind of boring. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. the clone, uh, first of all, clone so, is yeah. in the <laughs> title <laughs> of the show.
3: Yep. Agreed. Second
1: of all, the clones are they awesome. Are. Yeah. And there's like so much nuance to them. You don't have to be a Jedi to be interesting totally in agree. Star Wars. You,
4: you know, and they, they get off and uh, when they're when they're arriving in this episode when the Bad Batch is arriving and and they call the Cody says it's Clone Force ninety nine and Rex says to him he says ninety nine huh nice touch you know they, they, yeah, they all know great about line this guy you know yeah it's really good um, two other guys. Uh, Echo, who that kind of led right into, because Echo was back on Kamino with Fives, um, mm-hmm. and he was in Domino Squad with Fives, and they've met 99. Um, he was promoted to ARC Trooper after that attack on Kamino, which is basically it's the best of the best. That's the top dogs of, oh, yeah. the, um, mm-hmm. of the clone commander, or of the clone troopers, I guess. Uh, Rex is a ARC Trooper as well. Um in Season 3, Episode 19, Counterattack, this is the mission to the Citadel, where the they're trying to rescue even Peel. He's a Jedi Master who has been captured, and he's being kept in uh, the Citadel, which is a very elaborate prison. Um, yeah. During the rescue, Echo unsuccessfully attempts to prevent a commando droid from destroying one of their transports, and mm-hmm. he is caught in the explosion, and he seems... To be killed in that. And that's why Rex is saying this can't be Echo. He died. Last we saw of him, his his bucket, his helmet went rolling off, um, signaling that he died in that explosion. Right. And this is where I don't want to get into spoilers, because if you if you look for it, you can you can find out more about what happened. But in the released episodes that have already aired, this was the last we saw of Echo until um, we heard something come over that transmission at the end yeah. of this new mm-hmm.
2: episode here. So, so would it be fair to put out an Echo Lives t-shirt just for the next few days? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably a safe bet if we're being honest. Yeah. yeah. All so, right, StarWarsFriends.com. We're getting there. the Echo Lives yeah. t-shirt out there. No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Take Echo Lives. Right. Um, the last one.
2: Yeah. Put Echo Lives in his bucket yeah, on the Question mark? Oh yeah. No, good.
4: What did what did they have to do to keep him alive? How did he, what's going on there? There's a lot to figure out, I guess.
1: Well, they took him to Exegol. Stop, you know what? What off, what? To hard stop. You're muted hard right stop. now. <laughs> Josh isn't allowed to talk
4: for minutes. This is minutes. not that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> last one, last
1: one, um, is our friend. The resurrection crane <laughs> is canon yeah, now. You're so. right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, go ahead. So
4: after Echo (laughs) was grabbed by the Resurrection Crane, the last one I want to talk about is Admiral Trench. He is our that's your boy. Yeah, I I I really do dig him. He's He's a cool, cool villain. Yeah, Um, he's he's basically a cyborg spider, and he does that creepy like breathing, and then his little his little click clack, clack. Yeah. we're all put we're all making faces now no one knows what we're talking about but yeah. his little teeth thing click it's he's awesome so creepy and gross he's awesome yeah. he does have a little bit of what's the is it wharf on star trek where he's like this master tactician and we know it because he goes oh, into yeah, this yeah. fight with with anakin and they have like a battle of wits but also both of the times we've seen him he's lost and one time he got blown up so <laughs> he's yeah. he's like a master tactician, but he always loses whenever we see him. Um, but like I, like I just said, he appears two other times during the clone wars um, and one other time on a comm screen, which is similar to uh, how he appeared in a little hologram in this episode. He also like every single clone in the episode was voiced by D Bradley Baker. Um, right. He, That's impressive. Yeah. So wild. Yeah, He's good. So well, they all are good, he's but very versatile. he's really good. Um, he's a renowned tactician. He's known for being aggressive and ruthless and people do not want to go into, uh, to war against him because he's so tough. Um, he, like I just said, he, he kind of blew up in a battle with, with Anakin and he later found out he survived. They rescued him using cybernetics. They, that's why he's half metallic and gold. It is weird. Yeah, It's Um, a weird look which I is like a cool it. thing. We see a that's lot, cool. you know, Vader, yeah. Grievous Maul, Saw Gerrera, They're all kind of part machine. No,
2: not part a main. lot of cybernetics in the sequel trilogy, but that's not my only fault with it, but go no. on Kyle. No. <laughs>
4: um, and that's about it. That's all I've got on him. He, he's got two pretty cool quotes from previously in clone wars. He's uh, I smell fear and it smells good. Of course. Um, total villain line. For, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty on the nose. In that way Turn back now Retreat while you can For I am your doom He's pretty proud of himself
2: Oh yeah
1: Oh I loved it I- Does he have a cat That he shrubs <laughs> he would <while> he's saying <laughs> these things I'll He should. A little Yeah a little oh, overly should. confident <laughs>
2: I love it Alright Here we are So thank you Kyle For that The background on it As always Informative Deep uh, And that's what I appreciate From you as our Clone Wars Jedi Master On the Star Wars Friends So thank you Kyle
0: Hey, it's actor and writer Maggie Lovett, and you're listening to The Star Wars Friends.
2: What's happening, listeners of the Star Wars Friends Show? You may recognize my voice from just a few seconds ago as Christopher from the Star Wars Friends Show, but did you know that I'm also one of the hosts on the No One Is Listening podcast with my uh, not-so-Star Wars friends? Hey, um, I like Star Wars. Don't knock me for not liking Star Wars. Everyone loves Luke Solo and... (laughs) Uh,
4: Emperor Peppermint? Emperor Peppermint Peppermint.
2: That's David Derrick, y'all. That's us. Uh, We host the No One Is Listening podcast, and we invite you to catch up on season one of No One Is Listening podcast at Noel Podcast, Podcast.com or no one is listening.org, Hit us up on social media at Noil Podcast And you also want to check out those What's Your Favorite episodes because we got something in the tank Season 2 Drop in March 31st, 2020, y'all Season 2 of No One Is Listening Podcast So catch up on us after Star Wars, friends
4: March 31st
2: Card subject to change Bad Batch What'd you guys like? I know for me the biggest thing I noticed right off the rip they, over Tom Kane's voiceover, they did little cut scenes of all the characters that Tom Kane was saying over the intro, which is, for for me, is the first time. They've never done that before, correct me if I'm wrong. That was the first time that they did a cut scene intro over his, over his voiceover. So that was striking at first, but really overall I'm just gonna hit you some overall thoughts the animation was incredible the yeah. scenes were larger yeah uh, there was more going on they were a larger scope so the set pieces were massive uh, and it really took you in with that opening shot the big swoop over an axis and seeing all uh, the, the everything and when the bad batch flew in on their uh, cruiser right into the hangar all of the scenes were fantastic the firefight that they had um, where the spoiler droid shot down the transport and then they crashed into the crystals all of that was just so absolutely massive on an animation scope but really when you got down to it and you see the the close-up shots of these characters you see the dirt and the grime and the dust on their faces and their and their and their uh, helmets and everything it's just really fantastic job on the animation team proving once again that clone wars star wars the clone wars is the greatest animated show of all time. The quality is unrivaled But with anything. I mean, really, that's my opinion. As a a cartoon lover, has half my leg tattooed in Cartoon Network uh, Mm -hmm. characters. The Clone Wars is just absolutely once again outdoing itself, and it was already the top in animation. Go.
4: Yeah, I thought the animation level was phenomenal. It was noticeably improved from when Clone Wars went off the air, which doesn't feel that long ago to me. I guess it was a little Mm -hmm. while, but uh, I think it, uh, it bridged the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels too, which I think were stylistically mm-hmm. very different, and I think they still are kind of different. Um, but it, it's more similar, I think. And some of that is the technology. I think maybe it was deliberate too, because I noticed Anakin looked very similar to the Anakin that Ahsoka and Ezra watched through the holocron.
2: Aha, yes, agree. Yeah.
3: Yep. He was older, more Revenge of the Sith-blended kind of character. But that opening battle sequence was awesome, and it reminded me of the start of Revenge of the Sith with that opening battle. And I I still love that sequence. That's why I love that movie. That opening battle sequence when they come in over the the droid command ship or the Republic command ships, and then you see him sweep down, and it's just this giant sea of ships (laughs) battling and laser blasts. It reminded me of that, and it was it was cool to see those two kind of things. Like, hey, here's here's essentially what they look like, and they yeah. were almost almost identical, which was which was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, it was it, the animation was crisp, it was sharp, looked great, amazing.
1: I didn't notice it like immediately because I was like, I had my laptop out, I was like getting ready to, and it, you know, he's doing the voiceover, and then I and then I I look up as they're doing like the. Um, cody and rex talking to mace yeah. and anakin and i'm like this is so crispy <laughs> like right, yeah. man just so good like yeah. and then i was just like i didn't even take notes i was just like watching like <laughs> right it's like well it's it's awesome are you doing? that
2: that anakin and mace were the only two non-clones in this yeah. episode outside of the separatists and and what have you but uh yeah justin you know you picked it up right away you had anakin with the longer hair very reminiscent in Return of the Sith, or Revenge of the Sith, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so the longer hair on Anakin was noticeable. It was, it was prominent. And I thought that uh, that was a great scene. But yeah, it leads right into... The the D Bradley Baker power hour. This is his <laughs> shining oh, moment. Yeah. This man, D. Bradley Baker, uh did such an incredible job on this episode. They really got voice- their money's
4: worth out of him for this one.
2: <laughs> for yeah, sure, did. man. Paying <laughs> him by the word or what, man? Oh, it's man. If
4: he got paid by the character, he's doing
2: good. Oh my goodness. So um <laughs> pretty incredible job that he was able to voice. I mean, what? Almost everyone except for the the droids, right? I mean, he, he voices batches- trench.
4: Those Bad mm. Batch clones all had kind of their own different sound to them, too, more so than the regular right. clones, which I think have slightly yeah. different inflections, but these guys were very much their own people. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: so he did a great job. Uh, definitely impressed with that. That was a takeaway of mine. Another takeaway, did you guys notice the um, the very subtle Easter egg to A New Hope? Anyone pick up on the New Hope Easter egg in this? I noticed it immediately, hmm. immediately watching it. There's two battle droids that are standing next to each other and they go, Oh, what's going on? I don't know. Oh, it must be some must type be of drill. drill. And, oh, yeah. dude, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. lost <laughs> it. I lost it. I was so happy with that. It was such a small moment. Um, that it, to me, that is the prime example of fan service. That That's is a good it, kind. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't detract from the story, but if you know what they're talking about, it's like the payoff is huge. So that was fun. Um, Let's. I love let, a repeated Star Wars line, like something for sure. said
4: over and over. Those are one of my favorite things. Happens all the time in Clone
2: Wars. No, it's great. Yeah. It's great. So we got the animation. We got we got long hair Anakin. We got Dee Bradley Baker. We got some Easter. A lot of Easter eggs in this, by the way. I'm not going to dive into every single one of them, but there were a lot of Easter eggs in this episode. But let's get into the namesake of the episode, the Bad Batch. What do you guys think of these guys? Oh, they were cool. I, loved I thought it. they looked yeah. cool. I thought they had cool
4: personalities. It was. Um, they did that I, I i would be remiss if i didn't mention they did that thing that i i kind of talked shit about in that mandalorian episode where they oh uh, come clean yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of like the tropes did that trophy thing where it's like here's this guy and this is what he does and here's this yeah. i actually do think they did it a little smoother than the mandalorian did a little more organically and this is a 20 minute animated show so i'll give them a little more sure legal, but I thought those guys were really cool. I thought Hunter's Vibroblade thing that he had really cool times is awesome. And I wonder if that's gonna they they mentioned it or they mentioned it once and then showed it again prominently
1: at least twice more. I wonder if that's gonna
4: come into play again.
1: Well and the the piece where they're like each have their own like speciality Mm -hmm. in the group makes more sense with a group of clones because it's like oh we've 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 made them this way deliberately to each have their own strength in the group instead of it just being like, we just so happened to have this group of right. people who all got together who have different skills. So yeah.
3: and it, it's hard sometimes with clones. Cause there's so many of them that even with the more featured ones, Cody and Rex um, and Fox and maybe some of those others, it's harder to differentiate with this group. It was very easy to differentiate their personalities yes, yes. just in their body language and how they talked. I mean, you had, you know tech who's the the talkative one and just kind of i think curious and interested in stuff you have um the uh what's his name the wrecker who's the big guy who freaking very lifts, big uh, guy entire clone transport ship and flips it <laughs> right, but he's loud he's boisterous he's in yeah. your face um you had uh what's the um you had uh crosshair, crosshair. Who's he's kind of a, a, I don't want to say a loner, but he's definitely isol. He, he prefers maybe, I think, that isolation because he is a sniper and, Man you know, he's used words. to being, yeah, he's used to being on his own. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then uh, Hunter, right? Who's, who I think expresses himself, he can express himself in words, um, but he was also a little bit of the silent type, but kind of quiet and controlled of the right. bunch. Um and, and knows that he kind of keeps all those personalities glued together. I yeah, think. he was still so, kind of clearly
4: it, the one they were looking to for guidance. So. Yes, yeah. exactly,
3: exactly. And I think when they're challenged by Rex, who says, "Here's what we're gonna do," they're like looking at him, like, <laughs> yeah, "Are you right. sure?" And Hunter's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go with Rex's plan." Or, or you know what I mean? They're, I think they're still looking to him to kind of hold them together. But um, it was cool to see their personalities and they're not just them talking or in like a facial feature or a haircut style or facial yeah. hair, but also to see their body language and how they talk and what they do.
2: So with this, we have Hunter, Record, Tech, and Crosshair, right? These, these incredible clones that have incredible, incredibly different characteristics. We ran a poll on the Star Wars Friends Twitter, uh, at SW Friends on Twitter, asking which of the four that you would want in your crew. So I got to ask the question, Josh, who do you want on your crew? Hunter, record, Tech, or Crosshair?
1: I gotta say Hunter just because of the vibral blades. Okay. Like to be able to to be able to hold your own on a battlefield with just melee weapons. Right. It's pretty bad. Mm. Pretty mm. intense.
2: Justin, how mm. about you? Who do you want on your crew? Uh I would want
3: Wrecker because even though he is big, he is quick. Just like a defensive end, quick. that's what yeah. you want. Big and fast and agile.
4: Yeah. Kyle. You know, I think I'm taking Crosshair, and this seems staged because we just picked like No, three that out was of the, great. We it was picked everybody the moment. except the guy in the van. <laughs> but like, I I thought he was cool. I like the I like a sniper. I think they're tough. Yeah. I think he's like got the battlefield. He's got the view of everything. He called in that transport when they needed. He, he reminds me of yeah. Kane Bane. I like.
2: See, now I should go tech. I should pick tech for my crew just to complete the circle. And as you guys were all talking, <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe I should. I mean, I kind of need a slicer. Uh, why not? But no, I'm, I'm probably going to pick Wrecker because I don't have the physical strength, but I, I think that I have enough wherewithal to kind of lead the troop. I'm a leader in my professional career, so I think I can kind of handle that. But I need I need the beef. I need the muscle. I need that sultry, sultry Clone Wars <laughs> beef, right? No, So here's the poll results. The name of the episode, That's the name of the episode right there. So Sultry, sultry bad beef. Yes, no. it's uh yeah. Write it down.
4: <laughs> right, he definitely had like the most overt like power,
2: though, for yeah. sure, of like, any yeah. of yeah. Any yeah. character yeah. I've seen. Yeah. yeah. So the poll results on the Star Wars friends Twitter at SW friends, we have uh, taking the bottom. It's a tie. Crosshair and Hunter came in at seventeen percent. That's bullshit because I was one of those votes. <laughs> <laughs> tech came in at uh second place for 20 22 percent, and record we, came wow. in. Record what, what came What do we in, need binocular glasses? Tech, for.
4: someone what, needs what a he, slice, do? Dude. he He did he one, he like slice. downloaded one I, thing, and he said, to But shoot can you the download it?
1: it yeah, you
3: can't. All he it?
4: did was plug in the thing. Yeah,
3: somebody's got to get him in there though hard. to do his yeah. job,
1: yeah, see. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't like hate that, on tech. I mean, you're not giving him, him enough credit, tech, dude. I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> oh my you're not God. giving him enough credit. He was like, he was walking through shooting <laughs> people oh, yeah, before just, yeah, he put he the was, stuff he was. He's up. a badass. He yeah. will do that, yeah. though. That's like
2: he's standard. not a wimp. He's level. not a wimp. Tech is not a wimp. I'm not saying he he's just...
4: a wimp. I'm saying he's the worst choice. And <laughs> oh my God. he should have been last.
2: <laughs> oh, well, hey, listen, we love this. We love the fan votes. We love doing these polls. So 44% of our Star Wars friends preferred Wrecker on their crew. So you can't go wrong with Wrecker, man. Yeah, like, I can that's get behind a that choice. choice. That's a good choice. So it's if like, you uh, pick Gron- Tech, though,
4: you got like to consider why you're picking this guy. I just don't get yeah. it.
3: <laughs> it's like Gronk in Clone Wars, though, right? Like he he wrecks droids and then goes out and parties late, late oh, at sure. night, and smashing beers. Sure. Right? Yeah,
2: he's a he's a college guy. Yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. He's, he's super angry, he's not too bro. bright. Uh, but he's got a good heart. He's got a good heart, and yeah, that physical feat of strength, where he flipped over the the transport, was insane. It was impressive. Now, yeah. let's get into the show. Um, and 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 kind of wrecker is he leads into one of my favorite moments was which was the introduction of their battle tactics. Obviously, th- you know we didn't really discuss what the premise, the plot of this episode was, which was they had to kind of. Their battle tactics, the clones' battle tactics, were predicted now. And then the Separatists continued to be one step ahead of everything that they threw at them so that Captain Rex was like, yo, dude, we got to figure out what's going on. Can I throw we a need... couple more
4: quotes at you right
2: here? Yeah, let's do it.
4: So it, he says the droid army uses analytics to predict our strategy. Uh, they it. learn yep. our tendencies and they use the data against us. This is cl- this is uh, Rex saying this to um, Anakin Cody. And, and Mace. Oh okay um, you right yeah yeah which is the brief- counterattacks yeah. are so specific Rex says it's my strategies the droids know my playbook um and this this comes up later when when he mentions that it seems like it, um this is stuff he only ever talked about with Echo um this is private stuff from his personal playbook that he made up with Echo yeah and, um, yeah th- this is where we start talking about him and he shows up again at the end so they're, they're going to um, – I've got it written down here what the, what they called it. But they're going to the something at the end. They're going to this place to find out what this algorithm is and and how they're able to figure out what's going on.
2: Yeah, it's and basically I, just like a fortress that they have to go in. in a in cyber, center. There it is. cyber center. Cyber center. Cyber center.
3: And I think those command droids, right? The ones with the boxier heads, mm-hmm. right? With the squared heads and the like, Love visors. Love them. Those command dro- the, and the general droids or command droids, whatever they are, they've known, they've used tendencies of generals and troops in the past, but I don't think they've ever known anything that specific. And that's what bugged Rex. That's right. He's mm. like, this is very, very specific. So... I don't want people to like sit there and go, well, they've always done that. No, they have to a certain degree. They could tell when it's Anakin and they can tell when it's Mace and they can tell when it's Plo Mm -hmm. like leading those troops and their, their battle tactics, but never anything that specific that they could counter everything being thrown at them.
4: Yeah. Rex says, um, the way the droids are countering us here, the strategies I'm using, they're all old battle plans. Echo and I drew up together, together. Echo's fingerprints are all over these separatist strategies, so they're they're specifically yeah. countering what he's doing.
2: So that's interesting. So that leads us into how do you battle that? How do you combat that? So they they call in the Suicide Squad, Clone Force ninety nine, of course the Bad Batch, um, and you get this wonderful intro of the Bad Batch, which we've already talked about. But now they got to get into battle. They got to get into this cyber, well the cyber center, the cyber station, whatever cyber central. Center where they got a pizza palace and all these other mm-hmm. cool things yep. hanging on it. So they got to go <laughs> hang out at the Max with the Say <laughs> by the Bell crew. They got to get there. Um, so what's really cool is they take this transport, and they get shot down um, en route to the Cyber Central and, uh, by these spider droids, which are really cool droids, and I'm glad that they put them back in the show. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, we've seen like one of every single style droid in this episode, which there was super lot. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, They get shot down into like a a valley uh, with high cliff walls, very characteristic of Star Wars. So they're kind of trapped in this valley. And also, oddly characteristic of Clone Wars episodes. They just find themselves in these deep valleys all the time. (laughs) I got to count how many episodes they're in these. But it's the first demonstration of what we see the Bad Batch can do in battle. And this goes into Wrecker, where Wrecker just takes this like... Uh, it's a part it's a part of the transport piece of something, yeah. the the
3: sliding door thing. Yes, with slats on it. Yeah.
2: Very heavy piece of metal, and he just runs at these battle droids. They're trapped, you know, they're they're in a valley, but he runs head on. Just head into them. Let's go. I forget what the quote was, but he's like, We're just gonna run head on or whatever. Plan eighty two shockwave there you go so uh, that is one of my if not my favorite moment in this episode (laughs) when he just goes head first into them and then you have the other three bad batch including tech who can handle a firearm very well kyle and they just start blasting (laughs) battle droids behind wrecker and then rex and cody are like damn or no cody was injured sorry cody got injured Cody's, uh... Cody's
4: knocked out he uh that that's right before Wrecker lifted an entire gunship up off yes. of him, and then did the cool like walk Waste. away from the explod. Oh, Waste. that Waste was yeah. Away from it yeah. He's that like, was said, it was like uh, a total blockbuster movie. Yes, it was a Michael Bay. Move. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, Rex says uh, we need to clear Cody from the wreckage, <laughs> and he goes over and starts lifting the ship. And he goes, "No, he's going to clear the wreckage from Cody." Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good line.
4: Yeah, this was, was actually line. the coolest thing that tech did to me is he was playing like uh he would be like a scout to the sniper. So he's calling oh, it yeah. coordinates. And then that was cool.
2: The, yeah. yeah. Oh yep. my God. All right, guys, full confession. I've only watched the episode once. I've had a very busy uh, two days and now I'm reliving this through this, uh, that the calling out those coordinates of where they were throwing the, the grenades was just really was cool. cool. Well, mm-hmm. they That's were showing really cool.
4: that these guys, although they are, they're like the rogues, they're not as disciplined as the other, uh, the other clones, you can the regs, see, yeah, yeah, as the regs, if the you will. regs, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can, when they're pulling away in that gunship uh, wrecker, like just kind of plops and sits down with his feet hanging yeah. off the edge, which is like clones would never do that, you know. So, but when it got down to it, and they're in this fight, they like snapped into it, and it was business. And these are a well-oiled machine, and these guys right. knew what they were doing. They took out. Not that the, like, B2 battle droid is the, you know, is not the most formidable opponent you'll ever yeah, come yeah, across. What a, but what a weird droid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they suck. But, but they wiped the floor with <laughs> these guys, tons of them. And they, like, they impressed Rex a little bit, too. And he was like, oh, wow, these guys know what the hell they're doing.
2: Oh, totally. So so they say so they get through the first wave of these battle droids. The battle droids are like, whoa. They report back to Admiral Transfer and they're like, dude, we've never seen these tactics before. This is crazy. Um, so they don't know how to combat these tactics. Cool. So they are on the right track. Um, so they have to then go to a secondary station that is kind of like the hurdle before the gold right like they're at this other station that looks over the cyber central and um they they overtake it but before they overtake it um you know they kind of they get into an argument the the bad batch and the regs as the bad batch calls the the what we perceive as the normal clone troopers they they get into it there, you know, and there's some, there's some testiness It kind of happened in the transport, the gunship on the way uh, to the crash, but there's definitely some animosity there. But after the battle Rex and Hunter and the rest of the crew, they kind of, they're like, we're brothers, right? They have that bonding moment. where like, yeah, okay, you're different. We're different, but we're all the same. Um, so Rex developed that respect. But in one of my favorite lines is, you know, they're looking to overtake this, this next tower. And Hunter goes, um, you know, what are your orders to, to Rex? Because Rex is in charge of the mission and Bad Batch ultimately relents. Uh, he goes, what are your orders? We pick them off from the tree line one by one. And then Rex goes, actually, I was thinking we take a page from your book. Rush them head on. Hunter goes, I like your style. And then they proceed to follow the tactics of the Bad Batch. And that, to me, was a huge moment.
4: Yeah, I think that was that was definitely the turning point, you know, because it was like, like Justin was saying before the night before Cody's injured and Rex is like, I'm in charge. This is what we're going to do to get to the cyber center. And the bad batch didn't really care for that. And then the next day when they run into this outpost and like you just said, Rex says, no, let's do it your way. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. then so, and then this, it's like a small line, but I think it serves a lot of things. A, he knows his tactics aren't working first of all. So they got to do something different. That's why they're on this mission to begin with. And then he's also showing them, look, I can run in here guns blazing and mess these guys up too because as we know, Rex is very capable and these guys weren't really respecting him. And then three, he can also say, look, you guys were successful in what you did work, so let's do it your way. And he kind of earned their respect in multiple ways, I think. And, And after that, they're calling him Cap and Cap, clearly yeah. on his side um it was a immediate change because they they he
2: earned their respect like that Totally, and and it was a great moment for me too. Just, um, just watching that changeover and like, oh yeah, man, this is where it's at. Now they're going to function as a unit, as a team. And then we get to the cyber center. Uh, keep calling it cyber central. I have got like '90s sitcom <laughs> on my brain. Like it's weird. Let's get out of the cyber central after uh, class, <laughs> right, dude? So that's where I'm at. But Check now our they emails. get. They get there, and it's not heavily guarded. It's not a heavily guarded uh, fortress. And well, I think they're going back to that outpost. And remember, the, the yes, the the, the, the majority of the legion. forces
4: were going back to that outpost that they just kind of tore through on their way,
2: right. You're right, mm-hmm. you're right. So, yeah, a lot of the their forces went there. So the, the Cyber Center only had, what, 30 troops, they said? 30 battle hot. droids. So they cleared those guys out, and then you get Tech, which is Kyle's least favorite Bad Batch character. He gets in there yeah, and actually garbage. saves the day. Um, he actually <laughs> hacks into the computer, which was the mission, uh, to figure out why or how the Separatists are predicting their battle movements. So with that, uh, Tech gets into the machine and... Finds out that there's a signal coming from some what it's a it's a certain planet right what yeah planet? what they exactly were minor. what they were
4: expecting is some kind of program that is just running an algorithm based on their their tactics and then it's giving an output of how to counter them basically but they didn't find that what they found is a live signal from right a That's planet right. called Skeco Minor. So it's not a program. It is someone or something actively telling them what to do in real time. Mm.
2: Do we, have we heard Skego minor before? Is this the first time that this has shown up in clone Wars? Cause I'm not familiar with it.
4: I don't, I don't want to spoil it. I
2: don't. <laughs> yeah. Please don't yeah. spoil anything, but it hasn't shown up in a previous episode. I, no, I don't think so. Okay. Then that's yeah. all that that's all I'm after. So yeah, we get this live signal. And it, it actually presents some very interesting information to a Mister Captain Rex, uh, Cap, aka Cap. Um, yeah, I like that too, Cap. Yeah, <laughs> um, Kyle, what does it what does it tell us? What does the signal tell us that is um, emanating well, they, from Skako Miner?
4: They really like they played this up for the drama here. Which, oh yeah, you know they've been leading up to it this whole episode. He Rex said earlier, it feels like Echo is alive. Um so first he says that it sounds human and then they said uh Captain Rex says to Tech a very compelling character I love him Tech he's awesome but Rex says to him uh <laughs> Stop. F- find out who's sending that signal ask who that is and so whatever he does his tech thing which is very complicated that's why he's there and it's and it just starts saying right. CT1409 CT CT1409. CT1409. And that is
2: the uh official number for X. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great reveal. And great cliffhanger. Yeah. Like great. Like the best cliffhanger. I know I was like, ooh, boy, he went there. It's crazy. Like yeah, I kind of had one of those moments where I was like super excited because um, hey, by the way side note on this, the separatists like encoding on their voices where it's like that really like weird mm-hmm. encoded, man, it's like one of my favorite star Wars sound Very effects. No union. Oh, it's yeah. so cool.
3: Which is, I thought it was interesting though. Cause it repeated it. Right. Mm-hmm. It repeated his yeah. number echoes whole thing in D squad when they were doing training was yeah. he repeated the orders the that name, were given right to him. Yeah. So, you know, even though they're using him for the Intel, I think that's, rather than answering with just once like hey ct1409 he repeated it so i think there's some cognizant bit of echo still there right that is like hey something alive is reaching out to me or trying to get an answer i'm going to send an answer back that maybe somebody will figure out do you get what i'm saying so and i i thought that was cool
2: So I think, you know, one of the theories I have that is tinfoil hat worthy um, with this is I made a joke. Is he is is he alive? Right. Is Echo alive? Echo lives. Let's make it Star Wars Friends T-shirt. Could they have extracted his brain and put him in one of those Bomar monk-like spider <laughs> jars that is in Return of the Jedi? If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, look up the Bomar Order, uh, which are these really creepy brains inside of glass, right. like a glass vessel and spider legs. That's what I think the Separatists are up to, man. They took his brain out and just started messing around with it. Because he took the chip out, right? Am I crazy? Am I Am I getting that wrong? He took his chip out? Or... Does he still have his Order 66 chip? That was fives. That was fives. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Echo still has also his chip. Also member of Domino Squad. Mm-hmm. So, so he still has his chip. So uh, potentially, and obviously my tinfoil hat theory is but we, not we really a real theory, guys. I'm not it, really thinking that.
4: Unless you've, unless you've watched the stuff that they released at Celebration, the Bad Batch art. No. You don't really know what has happened to him after he blew up in the Citadel.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying, man. You can go a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, we're, my tin hatting. Yeah, I'm tin hatting, Kyle. Jeez, I'm I know, not I'm like a Jedi not say, Master. I know what happened. Like to you are. And I'm
1: to You're like and a I'm midichlorian. Trying. You're ruining all the magic of this moment.
2: <laughs> I have yet to put out a Bomar Monk reference on the Star Wars friends, so I was waiting I'm for sure my opportunity to, to do this.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting 20 episodes for this. Um, no, you know, my other thought would be that they're using his chip against him and um, kind of using it like a like a. Almost um, a mind control device where they're tapping into his brain, and he he can't help it, and he has to just they just extract the data from him. So I know I don't have the answers. I don't I don't know the answer to this. I'm just kind of spewing out out of my mouth right now.
1: Would Would that work? I feel like doesn't isn't it only like Sidious, Dooku, and and the Kaminoans who know about the chips? Like I don't think like the clone commanders and stuff or the Droid commanders and the spider guy and Don't stuff. Don't forget <laughs> the spider guy. I can't remember his name. Is, uh, well, know about the chips.
2: Actually, is Dooku dead at this time?
1: No. Or is Dooku? No. The, he there go. In
2: the beginning of do Revenge it. it. There you, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Um. That's right. So Dooku's still alive. He can. Uh, he knows. Well, that he knows I, I, that what's would going depend
4: on. on how high up whatever this thing that's going on with Echo went. You know, what, whatever Just, they're using him for is that something that. That Palpatine would have orchestrated. Would it have been yeah. Dooku? Would it have been Grievous? Would it have, like how far down the chain was the? Mm. Is, does it go till you get the person who is in charge of this particular project? How, so I guess how high
2: yeah. priority was. Bottom line, Kyle's just telling us, and if you're listening, that we just need to wait for the next couple <laughs> episodes. So there, we're really not going to get anywhere <laughs> with this. Uh, <laughs> just going to spin tires here so are there any other takeaways of this episode before we get into our fan questions and our our, our question and answer session here
4: um trench is pissed he is really not happy that they found (laughs) that uh he asked what happens he said uh the droid who's investigating the cyber whatever we want to call it center central whatever central Uh, Yeah. yeah it's uh he asked them if they downloaded anything, if they took anything. And, and he says, there seems to be no Intel missing, but there appears to have been a connection made to Skeko minor. And then trench is pissed. He did not want that to happen. No, he so, was not. He happy, knows they're finding yeah. this out. Uh, they're rolling back to wherever their I guess, bases. Um, and this is my, probably my favorite part of the whole episode. Rex is just like kind of looking down, staring at his feet and he asks him what's wrong. And, um, he says CT-1409. That was Echo's number. He's alive. <sighs> and then they ride off into Ooh. literally into the sunset and they <laughs> roll credits.
3: <laughs> yes. Which I, which I think is huge because when you watched the D-Squad episodes and they're in their training, right? They failed. D-Squad failed one of the missions because, in one of their earlier training ones because they were like, one of them got shot and was laying there and... I, it may have been heavy that said push heavy. on yeah. and they yeah. kept going and they left him behind and they instantly an failed him. Fail. It was an automatic fail. So here you've got, uh, you've got echo who they left at the Citadel. Right. And when he finds out he's alive, he's like, that's, that's a huge fail for him. Yeah. I think. And he's, <sighs> he's, he's hard on himself.
2: Yeah. yeah, that is, that is pretty deep. Well, you know, well, there's
4: a there's a line earlier in the show uh, Cody says to Rex, because um, Rex is reminiscing about basically these Domino Squad guys, um, and and how some of them didn't make it, you know, and and yep. he says sometimes in war it's hard to be the one that survives, and I, that's something that Rex is dealing with, and he's dealing with it still in Rebel.
2: Okay. Yep. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to touch on? All right, well, nice this is a hell of a first episode on Season 7. I'm super satisfied with it. I definitely can't wait till next Friday to get Episode 2. I am going to be at Two. At so I am going to be in line waiting for Rise of the Resistance, <laughs> watching this on my iPhone um, in line. So that'll be at, like, I don't know, 7 in the morning or something crazy like that. But I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm sure other Star Wars fans are going to crowd around my iPhone at that time. So um, uh, that's okay. Again, all oh, probably, probably galaxy...
3: It. All Galaxy's Edge orders can be sent to Chris (laughs) at... at,
2: (laughs) Oh, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. I might shoot down your gun transport like those spider guns. No, so um, I'm excited about the next episode. This was definitely a welcome home.
0: We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars friends.
2: Let's take the show home here. Um, we have we've asked for some social media on social media for some questions from uh, from our followers here, and we got some great questions. I'm very excited to go into these. I just want to once again give a shout out to everyone that follows us on all of our social handles at um, SW Friend Show. It's definitely making uh, this whole community uh, more engaged and in positive conversation about Star Wars. So thank you all. Um, we did discover some fun Clone Wars hashtags. We we tweeted those out. We we tweeted out as many as we known. And then a day later, uh, overnight last night, hashtag the DeLorean came out, which I asked a question this uh. morning what people thought about this. Um, it's really cool. It does look like Gar Saxon. If you go back and look at like original um, Gar Saxon artwork, it, it, the helmet is very reminiscent of Gar Saxon. So go ahead and take a look at that. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go on Wikipedia or whatever. Um, but the Maldalorian is a Mandalorian helmet with. Basically, Darth Maul's entire aesthetic, and I'm excited to see where this goes. That's sort of what his followers kind of um, paint their
4: their armors to look like. Yes, now that he's taken over Mandalore, yeah. they add those horns to the helmet. Very badass.
2: So with this, guys, um, real quick, they put out all these hashtags. You got The Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Padme, Captain Rex, Darth Maul, Anakin, Ahsoka, Yoda, Mace Windu, and of course, the best for last, Bo-Katan. They have a Bo-Katan emoji on Twitter now. Hashtag Bo-Katan. That is so cool. Um, but lots of those. Go ahead I and use them. Believe-
4: I cannot believe we're living in a time where Ahsoka has three different hashtags with an emoji next to it. Three! And Bo-Katan has one. I can't believe it. It's It's crazy. what,
2: What a time to be alive I love it, man. They're doing something right. They're doing something right. All right, let's dive into some questions, y'all. So we did get a submission on Twitter from David Sinclair Smith. That's at David SinSmith. And David asks, Do you guys feel that the focus on the Clone Wars in an episode detracts from the arc of Anakin, Obi-Wan, or Ahsoka? Um, I'll just take a quick, quick hit at that. Thanks, David, for for sending that in at SW Friend Show. I don't um, I don't feel it detracts from that. I think that uh, as long as we get this Siege of Mandalore arc, um, you know, we get a four-parter, a three-parter. I think you can do a lot of storytelling in. Um, I think we can do a lot of storytelling in twenty minutes, and let alone, let's say we get three episodes. That's 60, 63, 64 minutes of storytelling. Dude, these are master storytellers. They've proven it over 130 episodes. Uh, so I think that for sure, um, this is, I think the Bad Batch was a nice way to ease us back into the Clone Wars, to kind of hold our hands as we gently cross into the plane of the Clone Wars before it gets hot and heavy, which you knew I was going to get there because I love my Clone Wars. Sex. Um It's so sexy. <laughs> so um, it's, I don't think it takes away, but I, I think what it does, it's going to help us build the anticipation. For the Anakin, Obi Wan, Ahsoka arcs that are to come, so that's my two cents. Yeah. Thank you, David, for sending that. in. what do you, what do you guys think?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I think. I mean, I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. The clones are a central part of the series, right, the right there. Um, right the yeah, it's right in the name. <laughs> they bring a lot of nuance and a lot of. Great stuff to the show. So I mean, I, I honestly, if we didn't get a cool arc with these with Cody and Rex, I probably would have been mad. Honestly, I don't think it takes away. I think it, you know, it. I I think it's something we were expecting, and you know, it I, it fits. It, I don't think it takes away from anything else.
3: Well, I completely disagree. I need more Jedi. Period. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I I agree. It, it's. It, It just, it's fitting to flush out the stories of these clones because uh, you don't get a lot of that in the movies. The only, I mean, you see the clones in Attack of the Clones, they really have no personality whatsoever. And then the only personality that you see a little bit of in Revenge of the Sith is Cody. That's it. You you don't get it in the movies. So when they introduced the Clone Wars as an animated show and they really kind of, delved into the the background of these clones and their personalities and showing that they're they're human just like everybody else yeah i think it's fitting to have those stories in in this series not just have it be about anakin and ahsoka and and obi-wan
4: well it's the clone wars and it's not the uh, ahsoka anakin obi-wan story and that was a decision that was made at the at the beginning when this show was still in development so it, I'm I'm happy to see the clones. I think the clones are a crucial part of this series. Yes, and it, it's a big story. It takes place all over the galaxy. Tons of planets. Tons of characters. Thousands of, of speaking parts. Probably hundreds of original characters. Um, yes. If, if you want a small story, that's Rebels, and it's great. Um, but Clone Wars is huge, and I I want all those characters. Um, a great small family story as Rebels. And I, I think those are two different types of stories. And I like the breadth of Clone Wars for what it is. So I appreciate that we're getting the clones. I hope we get some bounty hunters. I want to get a little bit of
2: quite a few things. Oh, yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you, David Sinclair Smith. That's at David yep. Sinsmith Thanks. on Twitter. Super cool. All right. Now we got an audio question here. This is sent in to us from Maxim, um, who we, we believe is from Belgium. And as we mentioned on the Star Wars, friends, we are an international podcast. You can find us anywhere where podcasts are found. So we appreciate all of our listeners, and our international listeners. Thank you. This is impressive. So mm-hmm. this came in from Maxim and, and you can reach Maxim at uh, what is it? Stealth Hops? Stealth Ops 93. Stealth Ops 93. So here's Maxim.
0: Hello there, this is
1: Maxim. I'm a review of the first episode of Season 7. I loved the first episode. You know, to see the unfinished story arcs fully come to life. And when the Bad Batch first came into action after the crash, you know, it was hilarious. You know, it was amazing. And just like the Clone Wars never ended, and also the emotional scenes with Captain Rex, you know, reflecting back, you know, hit kind of hard. But all right, love the beginning, and you know, curious to see if we're gonna continue with the story of the the Chips as well, of Season 6, you know. If we're going to see convincing for the other clones removed as well by the end of the season, because you know, it was all about survival, I know, also curious to see what they get or remove from the story arcs, or added something new, and can't wait to see all the gang together as one action, you know, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Anakin in the next couple episodes. And what are you all hoping to see next, and thank you for having my review, and that was my question for you guys, have a good day
2: all right well thank you maxim that's at stealth ops 93 on twitter um really gave us some pointers and and kind of uh, what what his thoughts were on this first episode excited to be back home basically and we we definitely feel the same way you do maxim we are so excited uh that this is back it did feel great i think you know to answer your question as far as what we're most excited for i for me personally i I'm most excited to see this butt up against uh, Revenge of the Sith. I want to see how far it goes. I want to see what Order sixty six has to play in Clone Wars. What the animation and what we're from whose perspective we're going to see Order sixty six from in the Clone Wars. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Do I do I know if we're going to get it? I don't know if we're going to get it. We've been told forever that it will eventually butt up to Order sixty six. but that's what I'm waiting for, mostly. Obviously, Ahsoka, yeah, man, Ahsoka is like my favorite character. Uh, Anakin, obviously, that development into uh, the the rage fueled, angsty teenager, you know. But it, regardless, the Order sixty six that is overarching what I'm most looking forward to. So, how about you, Josh? What are you most looking forward to to answer Maxim's question here?
1: I mean, I'm definitely with you. I I, I want to see. I'm very interested to see if we get to see. Order sixty six from and especially from Ahsoka and Rex's like what happens with them because we know obviously we know she survives we know they both survive and we know Rex seems like Rex isn't affected like I want to see how that f- happens Rex and effects anyone unaffected and and then uh, you know obviously like Mandalorian lore so I just want I want to see what oh, else okay. we can oh, yes. you know, siege of Mandalore and yep. how that goes down and. Um, you know, maybe if it ties into the the purge and the Mandalorian, just all that stuff. That's yeah, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm.
2: Good call. I didn't think about the Mandalorian lore. Yeah, good call.
3: For me, I think I'm hoping for new vehicles, new droids. I love clone stuff. I love. <laughs> Stormtrooper stuff. This is a very on-brand answer
4: from
2: Justin. Oh, yeah, totally, <laughs> I
3: love I, it. Yes. I love vehicles, droids, anything new. Uh, like world, We talk about it all the time. World building, yep. interesting new characters like Rush Clovis or Rift Hansen. I mean, Stop. fascinating. Stop. I don't ever want to hear that. This episode <laughs> is over.
2: I'm done. I'm walking out of I just rubbed two here.
3: people the wrong way in that one. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So for me that's that's what I want to see. Is I love just the world building and the expansion on what we get to see uh in, in Clone Wars because it's done such a great job with it to this point.
4: I will say there was one really good scene with Rush Clovis and it's when oh, Anakin stop. repeatedly punched him in the face. Okay, yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'm into all that stuff you guys just said. I would really love, and I think he can do it. To see Dave Filoni tie the end of Clone Wars into The Mandalorian, um, I would love that. Uh, other than just the the Dark I think we already know that that popped up, but to, yes, to d- directly tie that stuff all together, I think would be really cool. And I'm curious. Uh, Maxim mentioned this too. A, if we if you're not from where Chris just said, please tell us we're wrong and we'll we'll correct it because we had a little yeah. debate about that. And I'm curious, but yeah. Um, I'm also curious about the inhibitor chips that he mentioned. Those oh. in um, Season six, Fives dies when he's trying to tell Rex and Anakin what's happening. He's actually assassinated by Shiv Palpatine. Um, but I'd like to see if they touch on that at all. I don't know if they will. I don't know if we'll have time okay. to. Um, but we do know that at least three clones removed their inhibitor chips, Rex being one of them. So. I guess that'll have to come up at least a little bit I'm curious well,
2: about mm-hmm. that. good yeah. well that was I think that was a great question uh, yeah. so thank you Maxim once again at stealth ops 93 on Twitter uh, so thank you for sending that in definitely love it love it now here is a long time uh Star Wars friend one of our longest Star Wars friends this is friend Andy friend of the show, uh, Crystal, uh, Crystal Lake Slugger, CL Slugger 82. So at CL Slugger 82 on Twitter. Let's hear what Andy has to say to the Star Wars friends.
3: Hey guys, this is Andy, also known as CL Slugger 82 on Twitter. Uh, my question for you is, what do you think Disney has planned for Ahsoka once the Clone Wars has ended? Uh, like many Clone Wars fans, she easily became one of my favorite Star Wars
4: characters in general. And you know I would love to see her adventure continue in whatever medium I can get Uh, do you think maybe Disney goes the animated series route and bridge the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels do you think maybe they have her
0: cameo in some of the future Star Wars video games personally I think would be really cool or uh, do you think we just have her adventure continue via book and graphic novel Um, so yeah that's my question and I look forward to hearing your answer just keep up the great
4: work guys you're doing really awesome you're a great voice for the Star Wars community all right. Take care.
2: Awesome. So I love that cool. question, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Ahsoka-related. This is almost tailor-made for us. <laughs> 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 Andy, Andy hit, hit the sweet spot here. Um, I love that my name is alphabetically first for this question, because I, like, dude, I can cheese out on this so much. But I, listen, I think initially, this is a, I, this can be a whole episode for me. I can talk about my thoughts on Ahsoka on a whole two-hour Star Wars Friends, but here's the thing. I think, realistically, we are going to see a Ahsoka, uh, in, her, in her general attire, pop up in Battlefront 2. I think that is inevitable. I think that we've been waiting way too long, and I think this is the time to put Ahsoka in Battlefront 2 as a playable character. Not a mod, not anything. I think that by the time that this season is over, or right at the tail end of this season, maybe when the she- Siege of Mandalore comes out, she will be a playable character in Battlefront too. As far as any other content, uh, I'm going to stay on record and believe that I think that a full length cinematic Rebels uh, sequel movie is going to be released where Ahsoka the White or whatever you want to call Ahsoka um, when she's got those Lord of the Rings S robe with that (laughs) wonderful, beautiful staff. um, I think that that is an inevitable story that needs to be told. I think it will be done through a feature length movie. As far as novels, I don't see a continuation of the novels because E.K. Johnson, uh, I'm going to reserve my opinions on where that route went with the Ahsoka novel. Not a huge fan of it. Um, and as far as comics, why not? Like, let's go, man. We have this terrible mm. Rise of Kylo Ren comic. Why couldn't you do a beautiful Ahsoka Tano comic? I mean, here's the she thing. It looks so um, good
4: aesthetically. It would be a great inner comic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, now, my, my views on Ahsoka with live-action Disney Plus series – Could Ahsoka pop up in the Cassian Andor series? Yes. Could Ahsoka pop up in the Mandalorian? Yes. There's no reason why this incredible character could not pop up in these things. Now, there was rumors that Ahsoka was going to show up live action in The Rise of Skywalker. I had a very good source tell me that people did screen tests. It never happened. So anyways, that's my two cents. I know that this is a heavy topic, so I'm going to get off this platform. Josh, what are your thoughts on Ahsoka Tano's future
1: Well, I'm, I'm with you battlefront too. Obviously I, I definitely think that she'll be in comics. I'd love to see an Ahsoka like her own title, like an Ahsoka Mm -hmm. comic. Um, and I think, yeah, we're definitely going to get the Ahsoka and Sabine look for Ezra story in some medium. And I, you know, Star Wars likes to do this thing where they, we have a story here. We have a gap of time and then we have another story over here and then they figure out ways to fill in that gap before they do anything else. And so we have a gap for, between rebels and the adventure to go find Ezra that we don't know what's going on with her that mm. needs that will eventually yes. mm-hmm. need to be filled in some sort of medium. And and she's so popular. I don't see that that doesn't happen. It's got to They're going to fill in that gap at some point.
3: Agree. Yep. I'd agree. I, as much as I would love to see an animated movie, whether it's in theaters or on Disney Plus or whatever it is, I think it'll still be in TV show format. Um, they're super successful with this weekly release stuff with The Mandalorian and so far Clone Wars. Yeah, so I see them yeah. sticking with that and doing kind of a Rebels continuation with the Sabine and, and Ahsoka. But I, I would still love to see an animated movie maybe with her. Um, I, I think it would do I think it would do really well. So, um, but that's just that's what I would love to see. I don't think we're gonna get it, though.
2: Man, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that being released in theaters, even for one night only? I mean,
3: yeah. Oh I would my see it.
0: Goodness.
4: Even if it was only released for one night, I would still see it more times than I saw the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yep. Shots fired, but it's true. Uh, I'm I'm a huge Ahsoka Tano fan. I'm pretty sure I'm on record as saying that almost every episode. So Oh yeah. Um I I love Ahsoka. I think it's crazy how popular she is considering how she was unpopular slash unknown for so long. Maligned. She was yeah, maligned people by either the entire hated her fan base. or didn't care at all. And right. now she's one of the hottest tickets out there. That's crazy. Um I gotta shout out Ashley Eckstein too, who is also like a legitimately amazing ambassador for star Wars, Disney. No and question. Women. No random, question. Like, yes. So many things. She's awesome.
2: Uh um, positive voice.
3: Uh,
4: I think she would look great in a, in a comic. Uh, I think that's an awesome idea. I would love to see that. I'm almost, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet because she's an alien. She's a Jedi. She dual wields. She's got a great color scheme. She wears some of the best, uh, outfits in star
2: Wars. Yeah. Um,
4: I, but there's a... except for
1: the tube top, the initial tube ah, top the was very first <laughs> rough. I'll give that's you that. how we the got a cosplay
2: at rough. celebration, guys. We but... all got to show up in the Ahsoka oh, tube top at oh, celebration
1: so three. <laughs> Nobody
3: wants to see that.
1: <laughs> On Chris, no, there's a real big fish song called "Ban the Tube Top." I oh, okay. suggest you listen to it. Yeah, that's appropriate. I know you right. love Ska. I
2: love Ska.
4: <laughs> well, highly, highly relevant in 2020. Um, I'm, I'm I'm actually gonna suggest that you watch something else too. It's an it's an interview with Dave Filoni that uh, Donald Faison pops up in, mm. and he's he's famous from Scrubs, but he was also in Resistance. Um, hype, Faison, hype. But, but yeah, we we know what Ahsoka's doing. She's looking for Ezra.
2: She's looking for Ezra. That's like the story I want. Give it to me now. Is that actually? Is that the interview? Is that Donald? We got. We got to find that. We got to find it. Dave Filoni says, "Well, in
4: his, I don't know if there's maybe if there's a story to tell. one tell tell story. And he's, she's looking for Ezra. That's where it's (laughs) so
2: good. She's looking for Ezra. He says like fifty two times, and it's true. I love it. I love it. That's great. So for those who don't know, uh, I met the the wonderful co-host of star wars friends at line at star wars celebration but kyle and i we had a unique destination uh on the first day we both were headed to the her universe booth uh we are we are diehard ahsoka fans and uh this was such a great question from andy uh cl slugger 82 at cl slugger 82 on twitter all right josh do you want to do the lead-in for this question
1: Oh, I don't have my notes open, because oh, <laughs> so well, you were
2: Oh, i Well, I'll, I'll lead out. in. So this is from Tabitha, uh, who, who, Josh, uh, do you want to read this question? Do you want to do the lead into this? Because there yeah. is some backstory to this question.
1: Yeah, so, well, okay, so, yeah, Ta- so Tabitha tweeted us, and she actually, she threatened, she's... so, so threat and, was and know, Tabitha's, Tabitha's my girlfriend, and uh, she went, she she was a very very casual star wars fan and then went to celebration and like completely morphed she's read like 9 star wars novels she's binging clone wars right now and she's like got all these questions for me and but she said she was so adamant about this she said that if we didn't answer this question on air she was going to unsubscribe so she,
0: that is and, uh, she's also
1: a little bit of a spice girl so i mean that's this oh, is okay. this isn't <laughs> okay. a character for her um, but she said, "I've been binging Clone Wars recently. In season four, Cad Bane is in prison um, without his breathing tubes, which she thought were connected to his cheeks permanently. And she wants to know: um, Does he need them to breathe from being? To, does she need them to breathe from being force choked previously, or just to prevent from being force choked? And the reason, just to to give it some other background, the reason that she uh, framed it that way is because when she was trying to look it up herself." She heard both of those reasons for why he had them mm. that he was force choked before and he needed them now, or that he was trying to be one step ahead of the Jedi, like he is with his rocket boots and a lot of other things. Sure. So.
2: That's a great question. And, and you guys can reach Tabitha at TabithaX
1: on Twitter. Um, Josh also a good does follow. a podcast it's a good with follow. Tab.
2: Yeah. Jo- Josh, what's your podcast you do with Tab?
1: Shout it out. Uh, it is Josh and Tab versus the world. We go. are on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Beautiful. So,
2: you know, listen, I, if you listen to the hype show that I did, I'm I'm not the greatest Cad Bane fan in the world. She doesn't um, like him
1: either. <laughs> she, she hates him. <laughs> he's like
2: one of my favorite characters. That's yeah. crazy to me. I, the, I think it, he's the, so awesome. The respect is growing. I'm not disrespecting his ability. It's just purely aesthetic, guys. I just I, like uh, my brain can't get over the aesthetic of Cad Bane. I don't have a great answer to this. I've heard both sides of this as well. I, I'm in the same boat as Tabitha here. I, I don't have a great answer because my my brain tells me the tubes are to prevent the force choke or to have some type of resistance against the force choke. Um, anything that Cad Bane can do to have an advantage to be superior in battle, uh, he'll take. And that is a respectable trait in a bounty hunter. So um, I, I don't have a great answer on this. I, I would like to believe that it is a prevention of force choke or any type of Jedi abilities that would affect the, the oxygen going in and out or, whatever Um, anything that would affect Cad Bane's breathing. um, It's just some type of apparatus that defends against it. I mean, that's the ultimate bounty hunter goal is to defend against all your enemies. You got to prepare for Jedi attack. So that's where I'm at. I don't have any definitive answer on
1: this. So I was perplexed by it because the only, and the only reason not by what he needs it for, because it makes sense. He'd have like a, you know, it'd be some, some sort of tool to stay ahead of the game. But if he has breathing tubes that go into the side of his face and they're not connected to his mouth at all, when they take them off when he's in prison, there's like no mark, there's no hole, there's, no there's hole. nothing.
3: Right, right. That's That was my inkling, is it's not related to the breathing thing. I'm going to guess something, because he's different than other Duros, right? Like other yes. Duros you yes. see don't have that. Right. So I'm willing to bet something happened to him when he was younger that maybe it's not a breathing tube, but something for his skin that like... He just absorbs maybe in his skin, Mm, Um, but, but maybe whatever that thing was that happened to him when he was younger is what also set him on the course to become a bounty hunter later on. Okay. Like that was like the triggering event. So I don't think it's either related to the force choke thing, but... I don't know that we're ever going to get that backstory.
2: Yeah. I mean, to be clear to all our listeners, we are not experts in Duros physiology. Uh, None of us have (laughs) studied Duros physiology in. (laughs) (laughs) So who who knows? Uh, This is an alien species that we don't have a lot of reference to. We're only thinking that Duros have human lungs and human breathing. Uh, Duros might breathe through their skin. You don't know. Mm -hmm. So yes, I would love an explanation on Cad Bane's weird tubes. Kyle, you are the Clone Wars Jedi master. What is, what is your thought on this?
4: I actually thought really long and hard about this. I've never <laughs> once considered that it had anything to do with a Force Choke, but he, he is, like, super well-equipped, so it's not outside the realm of possibility. I always assumed that either... I, I have two, like, main theories, that either A, it's strictly functional, um, sort of like the, the clone troopers have these, like... Uh, gas masks built into their helmet that are kind of a passive thing that they can use when they need them. So maybe it's some kind of apparatus that he can just, uh, I guess, serve some kind of purpose that he uses whenever he needs. That's kind of what you guys were saying. But I think it's equally, if not more likely, that Cad Bane, who has a specific hat and duster and boots, and I think it might be a style choice.
2: Oh, so it's just an just a accessory. Like yeah, I'm gonna call it I,
4: out that Cad Bane who Ahsoka even says one time like who else would wear a hat like that, um, is making a specific um, you know choice to his attire. I think it's maybe strictly aesthetic.
2: So just like, you know, you think that people will speculate highly on my Mickey shoelaces I'm about to accessorize with uh, in just a few days. It's going to be just like the Cad Bane tubes.
4: Yeah, it could be, uh, yeah, people will be wondering. I'm I'm full of it. I have no idea what they're for, but he definitely has (laughs) a unique look and...
2: Well, let's hold on to that nugget, Josh. Hold on to that that question because once we sit down with Dave Filoni over a uh, beautiful poolside dinner in Anaheim, California, at Celebration, we'll be able to ask him what exactly those tubes are in Cad Bane. Chris mean, this is, is buying. Chris yeah, is I buying. will definitely buy for all of us and Dave Filoni. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that was a great question. I really do. I really do like that one. That's a. That's just a different one. Um, yeah. It's, it's, hey, Tab, you did a great job because you made us all think outside the box a little bit. Mm hmm all right so with that thank you seriously to every single star wars friend who sent in a question we could not get to them all just due to some time constraints on this episode wanted to kind of keep it around two hours but rest assured that we will answer your questions in upcoming episodes of our clone wars reviews if you send in messages about the rise of skywalker we're going to get to those two once the novelization drops so rest easy now with that y'all we're going to blow this thing and get out of here
3: I got a really good feeling about this.
2: <laughs> All right, so there it is, our first recap episode for Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 1, The Bad Batch. And I know we didn't get to everything we wanted to talk about, but dang, man, we covered a lot of ground in two hours. Uh, definitely appreciate all the questions sure. that were sent in, and uh, we will absolutely get to the remainder of the questions as we carry on this season here um, of recap on the Clone Wars. And we're going to do this weekly, y'all. We're going to drop weekly episodes on you for these Clone Wars recaps. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, and I know we didn't get to our That's not on how the force works segment but um i just here's here's my prediction for next week it's going to kick ass i think that episode 2 is going to kick ass safe so bet Kyle already has the answers so Kyle i mean <laughs> you're not even allowed to chime in on this you already you're like the oracle here dude you already got everything well i mean they told us at celebration as like, uh, listen like, they, I can't they told see the you future. <laughs> <laughs> um so with that you know This has been exciting. It's been exciting uh, reliving a lot of the energy and the excitement of the Clone Wars, and now we get them back again. So to everyone listening, thanks again for connecting with us. Uh, We love being your Star Wars friends. Um, we love making friends everywhere, but definitely on social media, hit us up at SW Friends show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, let's keep growing this positive star Wars community. Let's keep getting the messages out. If you're a collector like us and you have a hot link to a pre-order or a really cool toy or something like that, send it our way and we'll retweet it. We'll get it out to all of our followers. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, we will have some contests guys. We are working on some contests. I got a really cool contest idea that I'm going to launch. Uh, um, shortly after I return from Galaxy's Edge. Um, so be on the lookout for that. That's going to be a cool one. A lot of cool prizes there. And uh, for the most part, man, we're just looking to have a, a fun time with y'all. So, you know, let's talk Clone Wars. Hashtag Clone Wars. Hashtag The Clone Wars. Hashtag Bo-Katan. That's where I'm at. Um, now, if you guys want to chat with me about anything, go ahead and hit me up at No One Is Chris. Where can they find
1: you guys? I'm Josh, and I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab.
3: I'm Justin, and you can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu.
4: This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on Twitter and Instagram. Beautiful.
2: Any last party notes you guys have for our uh, Star Wars friends?
4: She's looking for Ezra! I don't know. That's it. That's all I got.
1: Like I said at the beginning, you guys are pretty good for a bunch of regs.
2: Oh, beautiful. Chinese. So this is, this is a fun one. I'm actually I'm going to go out and watch the episode again. I should have done it before the show, but we've had busy days. It's been a crazy day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for everyone listening. We appreciate it more than you can ever imagine. Please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you listen on. It could be iTunes. It could be SoundCloud, Stitcher, Amazon, Podchaser, Pocket Cast. Uh, tell Alexa, go on Amazon the whole deal, we want to hear what you think of the Star Wars friends, go ahead and leave us a review uh, that your feedback is very important to us and, and our continuation on here And so we know we're doing the right thing for you we just want to get you all the information we can and uh, just hang out, talk Star Wars that's what it's all about so let's do this alright guys, until next week when, we were, when Josh and I report in from opposite ends of the earth uh, <laughs> may the force be with you Always. Always.
0: Hey friends, don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.